When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Opinions That Don't Matter, episode number 90. No. No. Okay. Hey, everybody. We're back. We are. We're back with another episode of hard-hitting news, exclusive interviews. Mm. You know. Roxy interruptions. No, no. She's no longer here. Um, Well, she's not here this morning. (laughs) I was like, don't get. I just. She's in training. She's in training. Yes. And, and I just started an Instagram for her, but I haven't really done much with it other than one photo that says, hi, Instagram. Oh, I'm going to sneeze already. It's been so dry here. I know. I feel... Uh, Excuse I, me. I've become very soft after yeah, Cal- after our stint in California of 20-something years. <laughs> uh, my blood is thin, and mm-hmm. I can't hack it in cold weather. So on days like today where it's you know 32, so right at the freezing point it's in, freezing. in Fahrenheit... Um, I am extremely uncomfortable. I feel yeah, like Sean I, was like, I think I might have caught a cold. I'm like, I think you're just cold as a person. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely cold as a person. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it's cold out and it's not that comfortable. But also you didn't put on like a jacket or anything. No, I had flip flops on. So it wasn't that cold, I guess. <laughs> so Sean doesn't really prepare himself or set himself up for success. I had socks with my flip-flops. If, if I was pretty counts. impressed because the other, so. Okay. I look like a college student. We have a story to share. And I know you already hate it because Sean doesn't like having to rehash times where he made mistakes. He gets completely defensive easily, immediately. And it's like, stop talking about it. But the other morning. Well, that's judgmental. It's just a fact. Every time I try to mention it, you're like, you just walked away. What did I do, Katie? What did I do? You locked us out. Oh, yeah. I don't like you talking about that. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting my nose rubbed in it. It's not that. It's just funny. Remember that time? Yeah, yesterday. (laughs) If you can't laugh about it or tell people. but but, I'm ashamed of my behavior. So His shame means that then I can never say anything because then he wants to shut it down immediately. Right. But it's not that big of a deal. It was fine. Anyways. We had a weird day the other morning. It was just a weird start to the day. Yeah. So Roxy has training, uh, her doggy training school twice a week. And so we have to get up earlier than normal. Usually we just let ourselves kind of wake up or we'll set an alarm for like 8.30 or 9 and we get up. But when she has to go to day school, we have to get up at like 7.45 and get her in. Right. And so we get up and, you know, we're you just like go through the motions. I'm like getting the treats and getting her food and we're doing all the things. And then um, anyways... We get to the doggy daycare and the guy, when I'm like, oh, I have Roxy here. She's here for training. And he's like, nobody called you. And I'm like, "Uh oh, no. Like in my head, I'm like, what happened? Did she do something? Like what? They never even told me. She didn't even get Your a Your dog has been suspended. They're so proud. They're like. You've been suspended for bad behavior. No, no. They said one of our trainers is out sick with COVID and we've been trying to call everybody, but it's been hard getting through in time because they just called out like this morning. And they're like, we just tried to call you. And I'm like, what? I look at my phone. I'm like, no, you didn't. And they're like, oh, we called this other number. And I'm like, oh, Sean's number. And then Sean looks at his phone. It's like five, 10 minutes. Like, we already would have been on our way anyway. It wouldn't have really changed anything. And they're like, oh, we'll offer doggy daycare today free of charge. And we'll extend her training one more day. 
but um, there's just not going to be in training today. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, well, my only worry is because they don't want you to feed them breakfast before you take them in. So they're motivated by treats. Spoilers, Roxy's motivated no matter what. But um, I was like, well, she hasn't eaten breakfast. And like, then I feel bad leaving. And they're like, oh, no, we'll put her in the little, they have a side room where they'll feed them. They're like, we'll feed her right now. And then we'll go take her out. I was like, okay, well, here's her food. Okay, bye. So we leave her and I'm like, it's so weird. And like, you know, things are happening. People getting sick, blah, blah. Then earlier this week, I had gotten online to try to have someone come and help us trim back some of the plants that had died in the freeze. And so we had this gentleman coming by to do just that at nine o'clock. And so we head back to the house and I'm like, oh, I want to like go on poop patrol for doggy poop to make sure that I'm like, I don't want to set this guy up for failure, make him step in some dog shit and then get it in his car or something. That's not very nice. That's nice if he is a dog owner. So I was like walking through the yard, picking up poop. Um, right when we got out of the car, I was like, I'll do it now because he's going to be here in like 20 minutes or whatever. While I'm doing that, Sean decides to shut the garage and to lock the door to the garage. And I guess yeah, wait for me. I was on autopilot, right? I thought you were walking up to the door with your keys in hand, but uh, I I locked the garage with and the car. And he didn't have his keys. Yeah, my keys were not with me. So, so womp, womp. So I the, finished picking up the poop and I take the garbage out to the curb because it's we had garbage day. And I come back and I'm like, uh, where do you have your keys? And you're like, no. And you're like, don't you have yours? And I was like, in the garage, <laughs> in the car. Yeah, it happens. On my seat with the driver's side door open. And then luckily sean had his phone in his pocket otherwise we had to go next door to our neighbors or and do what have them call a locksmith for oh, us. oh yeah like okay, how else would we call no, a I locksmith get, i get that part anyway so we had to call a locksmith and he was really quick actually he got to us in like 20 25 hey, well, minutes you charge a thousand dollars for five minutes worth it of work. wasn't a thousand it was two hundred dollars which i thought was 46 dollars 45 yeah, yeah he wrote himself in a tip which i didn't realize until after i saw his but i was invoice. not in the a position to negotiate like i don't well it was 200 and then 16 for tax for taxes and then he wrote it up for 246 and that was odd i was like well where where the other the 30 dollars yeah <laughs> anyway we don't know but we, we were happy just i paid him and he was quick and it was cold out and we were sitting that's when you got cold to the bone and you had no socks on under your sandals and he was like he goes i just can't get warm we were inside the house by now and um no i had socks on not yesterday, no. You didn't. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing yesterday and today. Okay, yeah. No, today we did not get locked out yesterday. Is it a socks day or no socks day? <laughs> Starting a new Instagram Today account. is a socks day. I know. Bones or no Where bones? all of a sudden I just pan down to Sean's feet and spoilers, 99% of the time, no socks day. Anyway. socks. But so then that happened. And while we're waiting for the locksmith, the guy that's going to come and clean up the dead plants and try to salvage what he can or throw out or whatever, the others comes in and I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, sorry, we're just sitting in the backyard. It's a weird, <laughs> it's just a weird situation. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we locked ourselves out of the house. He's like, ooh, one of those mornings. And I was like, mm-hmm. So let me take you around and show you what, what's dead. And, you know, you do your magic. Anyway, then the guy came to let us in. It was okay. And I made it in time for my hangout and I got to eat breakfast. Like, it wasn't terrible. It just slowed us down by like a half hour. It was a half hour of contemplating uh, moving too quickly in the morning. I sat there in the uh, Adirondack chair, kind of glum, mm -hmm. you know. Well, then the funny thing is, is cold I, wind. I don't yell. I didn't yell or get be like, what Why are would you, you? doing? I didn't do anything like that. But if I ever even mention it, so then I'm like, 
Well, it's just that you mention it to every person you talk to for the rest of the day. I was like, I've mentioned it twice. <sighs> I mentioned it to my mom, the mailman, no, the FedEx driver, no, the UPS driver, no, the lady walking your dog across the street. Hey, guess what? No, we got locked out this morning. No, <laughs> I think I've only mentioned it to my mom. Maybe I'm being sensitive. I don't You're know. super sensitive. I think I've only mentioned it to my mom. I have no flaws. He, but that's the thing is like I think of myself as pretty like cool about stuff like i don't fly off the handle right like i recall you should maybe you should fly off the handle maybe you'd feel you good. would never have stayed like we would not work that oh, way oh i would we, we do not like conflict i would have just turned sideways and not listened <laughs> i would <laughs> but, have turned the other but even, cheek so i don't i don't yell or get upset i remember one time we were filming yeah. and you forgot to record the audio mm. and we'd record we'd film like three videos you're pretty cool about it. you're like oh i okay. was like i said well i guess we gotta start over no, I think you said, well, it's fuck this shit o'clock. No. You know, you're like, I'm no, done. No, because I was like, we might, we got to keep doing it because what good does it do for me to bitch about? It? It's not going to change anything. Right. So anyway, I think I'm pretty calm, but you can't even tolerate me talking about it. Cause then well, I, I just don't, I don't like to hash <laughs> can't stuff. talk about it at all. Not even once. Because then when we were sitting outside, I was like. I mean, like, it's kind of dragging on right now. What are we, 10 minutes into the. See, do you see what I'm talking about? Beating me down about a mistake. I, I didn't made even yesterday. beat you down. I'm totally just exposing. Do you see how sensitive he to... is? That's why sometimes when people say like you're such a Pisces, sometimes you are. The hell does that mean? Super sensitive. Oh, I thought you meant scaly. No, that also though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyways, let me finish. Yeah, Sean's sure. already over this. It's very funny. I find it like I'm in real to time. Sweat now, even though I'm cold. In and... real time, they get to see what I have to deal with when I'm just being fine. Because then I said to him, I'm like, I thought I left the car door open. Did you not see the, the driver's? And he's like, that's enough. What do you want to rub my nose in it? Like he got so defensive. And I was like, no, I just, I swore I left the do- door open on purpose because I thought, oh, he'll see, like, I'm still doing stuff. Yeah, I was my on stuff the other side of the car, though. I didn't see your door was But you open. shut the trunk. And so I was like, didn't you see that the doors were open? I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, oblivious. I was oblivious. We were fine. It was totally fine. I think I was just more uh, upset at myself than anything uh, totally. and i so, would have felt that way personally i was upset too. At myself and then every time you brought it up then I would the be one upset time at, i brought it up be upset about it and i didn't again. even bring it up like i can't believe you did that i just said didn't you it's see like, the door open you're like i know enough enough i didn't see it blah 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 this blah. just feels like a band-aid being ripped off over and over oh again my God. like Jesus right now Christ. i was talking i'm like ah the band-aid i <laughs> pulling the hair off my arm you know it's okay uh, no. we're, we're fine no but you just can't even allow a conversation to be had about a mistake. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sure people don't want to hear that much about our, our boring morning. Being I thought it was, out. it's the most interesting thing that's happened to us all week. Oh, we had a bunch of boxes be delivered. Oh my God. We're like a shipping department, but I don't even think I call it a shipping department. We're like a warehouse. We're just getting ready for the studio because we're in the process of building it. Yes. And which is very exciting, but. I feel like I put big boy pants on. I'm going to have our own studio, you know? Well, it's just funny because Sean and I are super, uh, I don't even want to call it cheap, but we don't. Conservative. Yeah, because, you know, you got a budget and we were broke not too long ago. And I remember it vividly. I mean, in comparison. I remember not sleeping very well for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we, we tighten up our. We don't like our, to spend money, but with the studio, you kind of have to. <laughs> I know. And, uh, so not with, a ton, but certain things, equipment that Sean's going to need. To like asphyx, is that how you'd say it? Or affix? To the lights. Yeah, just you know, to, like would it be affix or I don't know. Anyway. You know what I'm saying. Connect, attach, whatever. Mm. Um but to, to mount cr- the lights. Yes, but affix is another affix. Yeah, I think affix. Okay. Yeah. A F F I X. Anyway, 
So we have a ton of equipment that came in. Yeah, there's just basically and some stuff decorations. Too. But yeah, those so this eventually <laughs> we keep promising people that there's going to be a studio, and slowly but surely, it just takes a long time. Uh, We've only been in Austin since the end of May. Right. I mean, we're coming up on a year. What month do you think it is? January. We're coming up on a year. Yeah. February, March, April, May. Wow, four more months. Well, another quarter. <laughs> Basically, that's the way I look at the years. You know what? Quarters. It's almost 2023, you guys. Just get ready. You know what it is? <laughs> it's it's the way that we're programmed with advertising. So Christmas is coming. Wait, didn't Christmas just it end? It just happened. Easter was here. Wait, Easter is coming up. I thought it was really funny. Halloween. Do you know what you're going drives me nuts when someone asks me what I'm going to be for Halloween and you're like, do you realize it's still summertime? Mm-hmm. Slow your roll. Enjoy summertime. Some people really love Halloween. I don't care. I love Halloween. I know, but I don't care. That one's the only one that I will accept because sometimes you have to like plan and prepare and create a costume. But we've been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Have I ever planned or prepared for a costume? Have you ever planned or prepared anything? Come on now. Oh, stop tearing these <laughs> band-aids off. Each of us has our own role. Yeah. Yours is not the planning and preparing. No, it is not. I'm a free thinker. <laughs> Even just this morning, he's like, so when do we leave for New York? I'm like, tomorrow. What time's our flight? It's around noon, I think. Mm. It's in the calendar. A couple minutes later. What time's our flight again? I could check just as easily as just have a conversation with you. I'll just I'll just do my own <laughs> my own stuff. No, but you <laughs> You're just not the planner organizer. Sometimes. You can't have two planners and organizers. No, that'd be pretty boring. Well, no, it's not not boring. It's like then you're you're like you'd be like fighting against each other kind right, of because right. like I'm trying to plan and you'd be trying to plan. I'd be like, wait, what are we doing here? You know. Ah. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. Well No, but I'm just saying that like that's not your role. Your role is like the creative, the you you have ideas. Oh. And then I would make that sure that they happen. <laughs> what no it's true hey uh so we're supposed to be going snowboarding this winter yes we're talking to our friend jared and trying to plan that that's what i'm doing (laughs) and and you would never it just dawned on me no i i actually have a ski trip uh already planned so Mm -hmm. um sure (laughs) we may be going to colorado (laughs) i'm i'm actually really hesitant to travel at the moment due to you the know, planes my life being on COVID. hold. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, there's a pandemic, but that's not the issue why I'm, I'm worried about traveling. I'm actually worried about traveling because I think it's AT&T and Verizon, Verizon teamed up and bought the 5G band C from the... Uh, it's all Greek to me. Yeah. From the FCC and the FCC and the FAA. Uh, so the FCC is the Federal Communications Commission. Commission. Mm-hmm. And the FAA is a uh, fly a kite uh, commission. Federal Airline Administration. Aviation or Aviation Administration. Yeah. So these two organizations, um, I guess, weren't in proper communication, or maybe they are. I don't know how it works. But a major chunk of bandwidth for 5G was sold off. I, I guess I should look this information up. But why Why Who start now? Our opinion? I know. Why start researching <laughs> now? <laughs> but basically, uh, from what I understand, a, a major portion of... The 5G bandwidth was sold to AT&T and Verizon, mm-hmm. at which point they are rolling out better 5G. Yay. I don't Yay. know. Do I need a faster 5 Like, I, I don't know. But I mean, with everything better, being online or utilizing you sure. know, wireless networks. We're so thirsty for the data. We need more bandwidth. Well, I'm just saying that not even that. It's the supply and demand mm-hmm. because we 
are using it and will pay for it, companies are going to try to make it better and faster right. and be the first one there because then they'll get a lot of people to switch over. Because what's the cost of acquiring a new customer? It's very expensive. Yes. And so if they can switch it, it's like when AT&T was the only company that got iPhones for a little while. So many of my friends switch over to AT&T and then they're like, this fucking sucks. It's way expensive. And then as soon as that was up and they could go somewhere else to get the iPhone, they did. So the good news is we're all going to have better broadband. Mm-hmm. In but the bad the news States. is you might die in a plane crash. Yeah. Apparently, um, the by using a very strong 5G, mm-hmm. and you know, I bet you Ben will know the answer to this. Um, oh, yeah. Ben is uh, our, a lot. What, is it, what do we call him? He's not our... Our space and... and uh, communications uh, liaison? liaison, you know, I think so. something like that. Maybe um, he'll write in. But he understands these things he better does. than I do. Please let us know where, how, where we're going wrong, because I'm sure there's a lot of ways. Right, please fact check <laughs> us on this. But basically what's happening is the 5G C-band is so mm-hmm. powerful that it can knock certain equipment offline that is kind of important to flying, such as an altim- altimeter. Mm-hmm. An altimeter- Keeps the plane like- the, You know the you height know, of- like the, the altitude, yeah. Right? What's your altitude? Which is kind of important when you're flying. Well, they know. say it's not as important in flight. It's landing. The landing, you know, that's no, but it's, kind it's of important. landings, and that's what they're worried about. And so, for right now, Verizon and AT and T have decided to not release it within I forget how many mile radiuses of any airport for two weeks or something like that. Yeah. However, they they launched it on. I don't know why they wouldn't get together Thursday. with them and like ahead of time so that the all airlines or the FAA or whatever, just all airlines can update their systems or whatever. Yeah. Like work that, with some technology company to... That would kind of be important <laughs> or do some testing or something. Because you can't tell me that AT&T and Verizon wouldn't look bad if people, like if there's a plane crash. Oh, 100%. Like, uh... Right. And so I think pilots can land planes when they have a clear view to a certain mm-hmm. extent that you know you can the human system is pretty good but if it's cloudy or if there's inclement, inclement weather right and so yeah. they didn't really walk this one through what's resulted from this is that uh emirates as well as a lot of other mm-hmm. major airlines who fly into the united states yeah, have said they're not flying. nope and <laughs> that's huge if a corporation that fl- that transports that many people mm-hmm. uh decides hey we're not doing business with the united states that must mean there's a significant danger. Yeah. Right? What bugs me is that, and so that's with 777s. Okay. The Boeing 777 seven, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> dash B mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. they use a, an altimeter okay. that is affected by this. And the 777 is the large body Boeing. Those are the big ones you take for, for your uh, international travel. You right, should. right. So I'm I'm really hoping that we get to the airport tomorrow and it's like a puddle jumper with like propellers you know like it's well i mean we're going austin to i don't know if we're doing jfk or newark i forget what we booked i'd have to look but um i can't imagine that being a big old bellied one actually i can even find i can search right now because it tells you what your airline is like what the plane that you're going to be flying is anywho that's our technology spot i just i'm a little concerned about you know planes falling out of the sky at the moment but well, it's already been released and we haven't heard of any accidents, right? Yeah, not yet, but we are about to go into a very severe weather pattern for this weekend, I believe, on the East Coast. They're getting rocked by... When are they not getting rocked, by the way? Boy, oh boy, they've had a tough winter, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say what kind of air, like, what type of plane we're going to be on. Oh. Hmm. I'm sure I can dig into this. I just don't have the time 
like just i thought i'd scroll no, don't worry be like, about it. it's fine you're on a boeing blah 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 i will ask before i get on the plane <laughs> uh just out of curiosity i can't imagine from here like i know that from la to new york they would mm-hmm. use big bodies sometimes yeah but for halfway across the country well, I, and I we're can't. like not to not to dog on Austin or anything but we're not a major city we're a regional like, we're player. We're a regional city. But we have an international Tesla airport. Tesla being here mm-hmm. and uh, a- Amazon and Samsung. I just don't think that the Austin to New York. Yeah. On a Friday afternoon is going to be a big plane. I hope I th- not. I think my guess would be it's like the normal size ones. Is it the 747s that we usually fly? They have 737, the, I think. They have the two seats on each side or three seats on each side, I mm-hmm. guess. I think that's what it's going to be. Okay, well, because when it's two seats, let's on roll each, those dice, huh? When it's one or two seats on each side, I'm always like, "Oh, this is a small plane." Sometimes you get on those little small planes from, I don't even know when we have like a layover. Right. I remember where were we coming? I forget where I was coming from, but I had to fly. Maybe it was to go to Montreal or some. I don't know when we flew more, like 2019. We would every once in a while have a stopover, like say Chicago or even in Seattle or something, and we get on like one of those tiny planes. Oh yeah, the ones that still have ashtrays. You're like, yeah. oh, what year is this I know. plane what from? Did I just get into a time machine? What is happening? Yeah, like um, <laughs> lots I, of curtains. Yeah. I remember also part of LAX. Remember when you have to have, like you take a bus over to this other area that was like I don't know some like lean to they'd created at LAX because it's such a shit show over there. I do not miss that airport. And we got on like that teeny plane. I forget mm. where we were headed to, but. It was one of those where I was like, what is this, like 1965? Like, yeah, the guy happening? gets out. The the pilot a gets out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he grabs the, the propeller and he <clears throat> pulls it out. He's like, everybody uh, on. another one. <laughs> Let's go. And I'm like, oh. This is no, dicey. I love it. No, you know what I find you. interesting is the carpet patterns that you find at airports, restaurants, uh, in planes. It's all the same. It's like this mesmerizing pattern of weird purples and reds and magic eye yeah it's a magic eye to hide barf and, and, and mud from your mm-hmm, shoes mm-hmm, you know exactly. or whatever food they, you, you also can find those in irish pubs oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's like dark green with brown how do you hide briskets and <laughs> first of all you soak it in beer and then you squish it in the carpet oh my with God, your that, shoes that smell of a pub because they almost always have carpet whoever's fucking idea was to put carpet in a bar is a what, goddamn it's cozy it's a goddamn idiot. It's wrong. <laughs> so wrong. I watch this guy on TikTok who cleans rugs for a living. Oh. And it's it's disgusting and also super satisfying. She's like, wow, look how clean it is now. And they'll do a before and after. And you're like, oh my God, it has a design. <laughs> you can't even <laughs> see it. That is like not even close to how dirty pub carpets would be. You know what bugs me? Um, when I watch TV shows, mm-hmm. so we're watching Seinfeld right now. Yes. And it's flipping hilarious. Uh, revisit it. We start we started from episode 1. We're just making our way through and interestingly enough, we arrived at episode 100. And Sean was like that's not possible. And I was like, "Honey, it's we're like on season 6 and there's like 20 something." I was like, "I think yeah. so. It's been 100 and we calculated it and yes. They were correct. The first we were two wrong. seasons were only 6 <laughs> episodes, but it's amazing that you can burn through that much television. Well, it's only uh, 20 minutes a pop or 22 minutes. Yeah, it's good to kill before you go to bed. You know, you yeah, watch like two or three. Yeah. So what really bugs me, and and uh, I think I this bugs you too, this. is when you see people, and it, I couldn't do this when I when I was in the city. I, I do not like it. My shoes have to come off immediately because they're contaminated from the filth of the streets of the city. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, they don't, they're not actually in New York. 
well, it doesn't matter if you're in L.A., whatever city you're in. No, I'm just saying when they're filming, they're like on the set, of, like they're on a set. And right. You can see how clean the sidewalks are because it's not. A, I've been on the Paramount set or, you know what I mean? No, but I'm saying on the mm-hmm. on the show. Yes. They've Suspension always got their feet on. Right, they've, they're always wearing their feet. No, they've always got their shoes on their feet when they're sitting on the couch, when they're lying on the couch or on a bed. They'll kick them up with their shoes on. And I'm like, ah, you know, like it's mm-hmm. very disgusting and disturbing. Sean's very funny. It's part of your germophobia. And I'm not saying that it's not a reasonable thing, like no shoes in the house. But as someone who grew up in the country, it wasn't as big of a deal. Yes, there's mud. And so you'll take them off then. Well, yeah, you just don't want I your stuff up, getting dirty, right? I didn't grow up in a city where I worried about like walking through stuff. Like you didn't really walk. You like got to the car. So there's two types I mean? of dirt in my mind. There's the the, the city dirt and the country dirt. Mm-hmm. The country dirt is fine. I don't think the country dirt is full of uh, filth. But it is dirty in that it's dirt. It, yeah, it'll stain your furniture. So don't put your shoes up on the footstool with shoes on. Oh yeah, we we didn't do that. Walk on the up. on the white carpet with shoes. You know, who has white carpet? But okay, or cream carpet. Like mm. we have cream colored carpet in in our mm-hmm. palatial, which I want to rip out because it's terrible. Nineteen, but. yeah. <laughs> but then there's like the filth from New York, which is in it's or, a whole or cities level. like you've Los got Angeles. excrement, you've got urine. You smell it when you're walking around. So. Mm-hmm. You know you're walking oh, through the it. the steam that comes through the... The shitty oh, pee steam. Oh. Yeah, from the vents. From the vents, yeah. But right. it is warm. So in, in wintertime, you'll, it does you'll, feel kind you'll of take good. a hit of that that you, wafting up hot, hot air. You kind of don't the, mind standing over it while you hold your breath for a minute. Yeah. It's really a weird thing, but yeah, I know that. Yeah, and your skirt blows up and you push it down. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Marilyn Monroe. No, you're not. You're just a Canadian who's weird. <laughs> also, it's cold out while you're wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. Well, in my fantasy... Oh, <laughs> Uh, well, you didn't finish. So you don't like them having shoes. You got distracted in your brain just then. And you like lost <laughs> it was a trainer. weird picture. I was like, what am I doing? It's painted a very bizarre picture. Are you in a white dress? Yeah, in the middle of winter and steam and like, you know. Are you filth. wearing a toque or not? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. wearing a toque. Or just a wig. My blonde wig will curls do the same. <laughs> underneath. I'd, I'd look like Spicoli mm. wearing Marilyn Monroe's um, dress mm-hmm. yeah, by the subway vent Yeah, in winter. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a rat smoking a cigarette Ooh, rat smoking in the alleyway. Nothing like I don't, something like this, you know. Like the rat if I had in to our draw. attic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where? Ripton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, the, the streets of... I'll never forget going downtown Los Angeles. I think it was with my friend Liz, but I don't remember. Might have been somebody different. We're going downtown into the... Uh, they call it the fashion district, but it's essentially where you can go and like... I forget what we were looking for maybe to see about like bridesmaid dresses and stuff. Cause they have all sorts of stuff down there. It's usually not really my style. It's more like quinceanera dresses, really. Like they do, they like specialize in that kind of stuff. And like, I don't know, over the top kinds of foofy dresses, not what I wanted, but we looked and I remember walking around and I'd step. So it's already filthy and it's hot cause it's Los Angeles. And so I'm wearing flip flops and I stepped on like some kid had, had like uh they sell these like fruit on sticks that are like dipped in like this sugary whatever the fuck and like obviously kids are disgusting and dirty and like also drop things a lot and there's a stick of like with a smush strawberry and like this sugar coating on it and it got stuck to my flip-flop and then some of it flipped up onto my foot and i was just like we have to leave Mm. and liz is like well first we figure out how to clean that off or whatever so we found like a you know water like faucet (laughs) like i like stood on one foot and like I was like, I can't live here. This place is gross. 
that people are disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs. I saw that footage that's kicking around right now of the trains that are being robbed. Oh my in LA god, in LA, I know for miles along the stretch as the trains come into. Have you guys seen this footage? It's like Amazon packages, boxes, everything's ripped open, and like a bunch of goods just scattered about. So people you- are jumping the trains, breaking open the carts, and then just robbing everything. And and there's trash from all the packages. Why don't they have like cameras? And, what are they going to do? How are they going to catch that many? Like you saw how many packages were robbed. It looks. So what yeah. is a, a band of roaming thieves? Like, is there like 500? Is there a th- and they said they had just cleaned that stretch up the week before. You're kidding. No. And there's literally, I'll put a clip up. It's not the scene of an explosion or garbage spill, but the scene of a crime. The Union Pacific train tracks in downtown Los Angeles were just cleaned last month. But once again, they're littered with thousands of boxes. This is all that's left of packages belonging to people from all over the country who might be wanting to wrap up the holiday season with gifts still missing. Police say when these trains stop to unload, they're being raided by thieves. The locks to the train can be easily cut, and robbers tear open the boxes, take what they want, and leave what they don't. Like these home COVID tests many could be desperately waiting for. You might ask what police are doing to pump the brakes on this operation. Well, their hands are tied. The LAPD can't intervene unless Union Pacific asks them for help, which they say is rare. And that goes on for miles. So if they just clean that up, yeah. I mean, how much robbery is going on? And you know that, look, if, if you're stealing because you need to put bread on the table, have at it. I don't, you know, like if, if, if you can't uh, afford to, to, to I- live have at it no but no well no to a certain extent no that's how i feel los angeles has a ton of crooks no of like soup kitchens and places you can get food like i've volunteered at like seven different ones they're all over the place santa monica itself has like five downtown la has i don't even know how i think what we're seeing is it's the it's the same type of that's what i'm saying you don't have to steal to feed yourself or your family no i'm just making a point if you just work within the system in a big city, there's usually a lot of resources. Yes, I just don't want to sound like a, I don't have empathy. If if you're stealing because you're you have no other means, I, but they're not stealing food. They're actually they have equipment that where they can use that equipment to break into the trains. Yeah, they're professional thieves. No. I think it's like the people who rob Santa Monica and set it on fire. Yeah, where they're driving Mercedes. Yeah, I'm like that I can't crazy. afford a Mercedes, and you're like going into Apple and like fucking filling it up and then going into vans and like this person circling in this huge this like during the Mercedes. Riots, if, if you're wondering katie's referring to yeah. when santa monica was burned to the ground uh when we still lived there yeah so. and they broke all the windows and like people came in like with the like it looks like a, a bunch too. of young uh goons yeah. basically but like people who are they look like they're well dressed it doesn't look like they're struggling no. to put food on the table and no. That's not the point. It's the same people that you see in the videos of the smash and grabs at yeah. stores. And Anyways. Um, well, it's so, not like they're breaking into Target to get, they're going in for diapers and Which is odd formula. because the name is Target, right? Like, <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I have empathy for people who need to stay alive and support themselves or their families. I don't have empathy for people who Just see it as a quick way on, to. Yeah. Prey on, I mean, the poor lawlessness people. has descended upon Los Angeles. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Thank God we don't live there. I was thinking about going back. Well, you're on your own, buddy. No, well, I, I thought you'd want to. Maybe we could. Why? I don't miss anything kidding. about it. <laughs> I miss the weather. The weather. Uh, it is beautiful. Nice. Um, but 
That's no like, fire season here, right? So or actually, there is a place that was on fire recently around uh, last week. About uh, is it Delano, Texas? It was on the news. There was a fire, but it wasn't have, like a hundred thousand acres on fire. It was like sixty acres, and it was a big deal. But, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I also don't know Texas well enough. When thing they're like over in such and such Texas, I'm like, I know. I, no I didn't idea. even know we were in Central Texas. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. How did you not know that? I didn't know. Have you? It's shaped weird. <sighs> you look at Texas. Where's right in the middle? Boom. What else would you think it would be? I don't know. Where's the panhandle? I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right. You want to get into letters? Yes, let's get into letters. All right. Let's get into letters. Do, 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 do. But yeah, LA is really oh, sad. Just came out. Let's see where we rank on Ooh. our rankings for opinions that don't matter. Sorry, as I open the email, I get my rankings. One of my friends let's from LA, uh, Jules, not, not uh, my assistant Jules, but another friend, Jules, who was our day of person at our wedding. Yeah. She's born and raised in Los Angeles. And actually, I think she's born in the Valley. And, and now she lives, uh, I think she still lives in the Valley, but either way, like LA County. And the other day they'd visit her and her husband, who's a police officer, visited Dallas or something because they have friends. And then they went down to the coast, to the Gulf and spent some time there. And anyway, they've just been, you know, visiting people and seeing different parts of this the country. And she said- Planning their exodus? Well, kind of, but not really. I mean, he's an LAPD officer. So, you know, you work really hard to- to get that and he's always wanted to be one but anyway so long story short she was like i don't understand like the people are friendly homes are cheaper there's no traffic you know food is good blah 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 and she's like and i stay in la what for the weather is it really worth that much and i was like i don't think it i we messaged about it because i was like that was sean and i's problem too is like the weather's just perfect but how much are you willing to give just for some fucking weather and it's kind of nice to have seasons like, I legitimately don't think I miss anything about L.A. The only thing I do miss, and it's not really that I miss Los Angeles, it's because we're new to Austin. I, like, don't know all of the good restaurants and places and things to do. And and so I feel like I miss that because I lived in L.A. for so long. Like, if someone was like, hey, what's the best brunch place? I'm over in Beverly Hills. I'd be like, you know, I've got you. And I don't know that here. People are like, I'm down. I'm in San Marcos. And I'm like, I know nothing. You can go tubing. That's all I know. <laughs> like, is that in the panhandle? Where Where are you? <laughs> Are you still in Central Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What does it mean, Hill Country? I'm so confused. But yeah, anyway, that's, you know, that's really, that's my only thing that I miss. Okay. One Are of you? my favorite podcasters mm -hmm. is in Hill Country. Who? I just found out. Uh, Fredericksburg, which is pretty cool. Um, Adam yeah. Curry. Uh, oh, that's where he lives? Yeah, yeah. It's We've funny because been... he's like a person from my childhood. He was an MTV VJ. When oh, I was, was he like Kennedy? Was yeah, it yeah. she a VJ? Yeah, and he was like a and Carson a, a, Daly and stuff. Remember that? Oh yeah, but like he's oh he's God. one of the originals. Like, well, he's definitely a lot older than them. Yep, but that's uh, funny. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, I kind of listened to him on and off since mm -hmm. he's started podcasting. Because I remember discovering it in the Apple directories oh, when it first funny. came out. Yeah, he's like one of the first. Yeah. If he's not the first podcast, I they think, call him like the Godfather, don't they? Yeah, the Podfather. <laughs> oh, the Podfather. Yeah. yeah, I think he. I think he's credited with having the very first podcast, but whether that's true or not, I don't know. Yeah, but, but it's one of the first ones. He's like one when, of the first ones. Because remember I had my first, the very first I, uh, iPod. Mm -hmm. I still have it because I collect things like a 
filthy rat that I am. But um, you're just funny about you collect different things sometimes or yep. have trouble getting rid of things. It's a generation one iPod. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And I still have the box for it. It's got, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We hear yeah. you. It's a spinning hard drive, which is really cool. Yes, you're school. talking about Adam Curry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would assume <laughs> that there's probably some Adam Curry uh, podcast episodes on that. Oh, thing. that'd be funny right? if you can turn it back on if it would even it's run. It's like a time machine back into, you know, 2004. Here I am. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. But yeah. I've been wanting to go to Fredericksburg. We just haven't made a point of it. But oh, I'll th- call Adam. We'll see if I'm Oh, my God. We don't, <laughs> you hey, don't know you, me, but... <laughs> but I'm a creeper. Um, no, but I think we should... Maybe that'll be our trip in February or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely get out and, and We'll bring and Roxy, see. girl. Is that in Central Texas? Oh, Hill Country. It's still Central Texas. It's only like an hour and a half away or something, isn't it? I think it's even closer than we that. We passed it coming in, but that's when we were headed to the Airbnb that we were staying at on Lake Travis, so I'm not sure exactly how we get there but we'll figure it out yeah but anyway i want to go so there's that there it is there it is let's jump into the letters katie okay. with Ooh, your your microphone. beautiful amazing mm-hmm. first rate mm-hmm. reading ability oh to entertain wow. the audience we get so many letters from people that that talk about how you you bring the letters to life and i just want to say thank you because oh do we get comments on that? oh tons of comments oh Oh, because you're like, so animated oh, and you do different voices and you do. <laughs> oh, you really act it out. Well, you, you know me, I just scan it for my name. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I feel like I've been reading <laughs> out loud questions it's a joke, for, for, just a, yeah. for so many years that, that, you know, you get better at something, I guess, as you do it. Well, mm-hmm. thank you guys. Thank you, honey. Okay. We have a, f- I'm excited for this one already. All right. Lay it on us. The subject line reads terrible advice from a grown ass adult okay i'm excited it says hey katie i love your content and watch your videos often i also love your book traumatized yay i'm so glad terrible advice me uh no thanks i have to eat gluten-free because i have celiac disease mother-in-law shrugs and exaggerates the joy of her gluten-filled brownie well <laughs> you just shouldn't claim all that why would you claim that If it were me, I just wouldn't own any disease. I am far too stubborn to let myself be sick. Don't claim celiac and eat whatever you want. And that is how I died of explosive, unrelenting diarrhea. Plural. (laughs) Mother Superior gave you diarrhea. Your mother-in-law is an asshole. Mm. But sure, my mother-in-law's sugar-free gluten-filled brownie with a stray hair in it was totally worth all that. That's terrible. (laughs) So side note, Katie, I'd really love to hear you talk about trauma due to racism in America. How does generation after generation of slavery, oppression, systematic racism, and fear of being brutalized affect people? And what can we do to help? I touched on that in my book, Traumatized. I think it's like chapter one or two about... Uh, intergenerational. Could, yeah. Uh-huh, transgenerational, intergenerational trauma. And I even have like a, I don't even know how much of the book, but like, let's say, you know, three or four paragraphs specific to like race and religion and things that can cause us to be oppressed and cause us to have transgenerational trauma and passing it on. Yeah. So it's in there. If you want to go back and read it, you can check that out as well. I always think of it just in simple terms for myself Mm -hmm. because I don't really understand the whole, but it's echoes from the past. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're you're learning behaviorally from people in your family about how to act around certain things and situations. And then you also have genetics that are passed. We know are passed on. Oh, right. So there's physical uh, changes that happen Mm -hmm. and those physical changes are passed. Well, I guess that's evolution, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, well, well. Okay, well, this probably anyway, isn't a podcast we're getting, for it. <laughs> we're getting off topic. But let's jump into Lauren's email. Okay. And it is entitled, Embarrassing Injuries, Children Cussing, my favorite thing, and Weird Family Sayings. Ooh, this is good. I'm so excited. It says, hi, Sean, Katie, and the OTDM universe. Hello, Lauren. Lauren here from Australia. I hope everyone has been having a good week. I realized last time I left you a bit on... <laughs> You did. It says, I realized last time I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger with my skull fracture. Oh, yeah. Remember? Thank you for writing back in because. But it kind of fits in with the embarrassing injuries. So I wanted to share a few at once. Number one, when I was 17, I had just finished high school and mom and I went for a trip to Melbourne for a weekend to get away and visit family. How did you say that, Katie? Melbourne. 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 Pretty good. I I do my best. Melbourne. Just kidding. Melba toast. We're from the Gold Coast, just south of Brisbane. My auntie, um, Delia. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again. Uh I think that that area that you're from is quite possibly the most beautiful place I've ever seen in the world. Oh, when we drove along? in the top four, for sure. Gorgeous. Canadian Rocky Mountains. You know, uh, the the Icefield Parkway uh, in in between uh, Jasper and Banff. That area, to me, is pretty stunning. Beautiful. Yes, but certainly the Gold Coast of Australia is... It's beautiful. It's so wow. gorgeous. Unbelievable. Not that I'm jealous that you live there, but I am There's slightly... There's so much more to see in the world. Because I was like, remember when we flew into Switzerland? Oh, and we that were like, was in the top. Oh, we want to like see more and like drive around and spend time, but we had to be back. Like, So right we have the Gold Coast of Australia. Mm-hmm. We have the Rocky Mountains of Canada. Mm-hmm. We have... Potentially Switzerland. Switzerland. We haven't been, though. Barstow, no. California. No. Also oh, the stunning. giant thermometer, my favorite. Okay. The mad Greek. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Back to Lauren's letter. Mm. So it's from the Gold Coast, just south of Brisbane. My auntie, Delia, let my mom and I have her bed since we were only supposed to be there two nights. So she slept on the couch. Well, not even 24 hours after getting to Melbourne, we decided to go to one of the big shopping centers and look around. At one point, mom, Delia, and I went to look at separate shops. While walking, I started feeling a bit dizzy, which was a regular occurrence for me. So I decided to go and sit down on one of the benches. The next thing I know, I am staring up at the ceiling and there are paramedics over me telling me not to move and asking me so many questions. That's scary. They took me to the hospital by ambulance with mom and Delia having to follow behind in the car. After a few scans, it was confirmed that I had fainted, fallen backwards, hitting my head and fracturing my skull from my left ear across to halfway across the back of my head. (gasps) Yikes. I ended up having to stay in Melbourne for two weeks going through tests and trying to figure out what happened. The only thing we could figure out is that I had had low blood pressure at the time. We still have no idea what may have caused me to faint so quickly. I know you tried to go sit down at the bench like and then goodbye night night yeah that's scary to me anytime someone falls and strikes their head that oh totally i mean that's one of the things that i'm always talking to my eating disorder patients about is the fact that like fainting is so common especially if you binge and purge because the purging can cause um dehydration you know and not to get into too many details but like you your electrolyte level gets off and that can cause like weird heart rhythms and all sorts of shit and i'm always like please like you know, or people who overexercise and undereat can faint. Just, you know, lack of energy in the body. I'm always like, oh, sometimes Ooh. just standing up quickly, I get lightheaded. 100%. I think I blame the pandemic for that. I'm not moving around as much. But. <laughs> yep. Got to keep it moving. Okay. 
still have no idea what what may have caused me to faint so quickly. Just to make things worse, because it was a skull fracture, I couldn't fly for at least six weeks. Oh, no. Hmm. So the only way of getting home was by catching a train. How far? 27 hours. Well, that's the thing about Australia. First of all, it's a huge continent slash country. And people don't realize that those of us that are out of it, you know, think like you could just drive. It's huge. And the states are huge. And a lot of it, you have to drive along the coast or, you know, highways, just like anywhere else. You can't always just like. There's no shortcut going. There's no like direct route. Across the center. Hi, kangaroos. Bye. Hi, crazy big spiders. Bye. No, sometimes you got to go around because I had looked into when we went to Melbourne, I was like, I wonder if we could just drive to Sydney and like that would be enjoyable. And it was something like 14 hours or something crazy. I forget. I really don't know much about Australia in terms of how it's developed. I I do recognize the major areas, but Mm -hmm. in terms of the center of the country must have or the continent must have some stuff like not much is happening. Well, it's just desert. I bet you there's a TGI Fridays parks. Yeah. I don't think I want to go there. Starbucks. Starbucks is everywhere in the Sahara <laughs> Desert. In Uluru and it's you want like, a hot coffee? No. I don't even know. I have to pull up Uluru because it doesn't even pull up. Uluru. Yeah. So Where, is there a highway that's going through? Yeah, Where's Alice Springs. Town? Yeah. So it's it's just rural. It's just, yes, it's and definitely rural, rural. And probably hard scrabble, tough and living. Tons of desert. And it just depends on the landscape. I wonder where uh, the McLeod daughters live. Oh, my God. Right my, smack in the middle. My mom loves that show mcleod's daughters yep and i'm it, not a big fan sean it's, it's definitely i don't like soap operas yeah and it's it definitely there. very soap opery it doesn't really bother me i think just because i don't mind those kind of like romancy type things right it's definitely sassy saucy well it's funny because my mom's like i know it's not a good show i just like it the ladies run the farm mm-hmm. and the men i don't know what they, they do. run the neighboring farm oh their neighbor farms oh oh i thought they were related no oh i thought they were in like uh it's kind of like Melrose Place, but in Australia on farms, and there's a lot of sheep and, shearing. And, and that's kind of like in inland, like what, what we're thinking desert and that's stuff. That's what I think. It's like hard, you know, it's like uh, the the southwest of the United States, maybe. Yes, yeah. In I would Mexico. Agreed, yes. Something like this. I that, have no That's idea. at least what it looks like and what people talk about. Mm-hmm. Even Joanna, uh, my girlfriend who grew up in the Blue Mountains outside of Sydney, she said like as you get away from the cities and you go inland, she calls it more in the bush, mm-hmm. then... She's like, that's where you'll find the crazy critters that everybody talks about more. She's like, you might see one in the in a more populated area, but not likely. And so that just gets drier and drier. It's like desert as you go away from the water. But I don't know, like, to yeah, what did, I didn't see much in the way of uh, lakes. <laughs> There's a couple, <laughs> Which, but not many. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Growing up in the land of lakes, or not, that, that's Minnesota. But I was going to say, um, isn't that where butter comes from? Right. But growing up in <laughs> North America... Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many bodies of water. Well, Austin or Texas as a whole, I was surprised just how many lakes there are. Or look at, you know, the, the Northeast. There's water mm-hmm. everywhere, Washington. especially once you get into Canada. Yep. It's just all lakes. Yeah, Washington, all that stuff. Lakes and mosquitoes. And, oh my God, the mosquitoes. And fishing. Okay, so I found Uluru, by the way. It's a Northern Territory of Australia. And it's that big rock, right. the Ayers Rock. And see, it's up here. So Uluru's, okay. so it's, it's inland from the water. But it's down here. It's uh, south of the north coast. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And it looks Correct. a lot like uh, New Mexico, Utah, mm-hmm. kind of uh, that round, or like iron rock. Yeah, like rock, rock like rock the red rock. A, yes. Yeah. A soil content that has But iron it looks in beautiful, it. remember? I really wanted to go there. Yeah, it looks mountain bikeable. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, they, Uluru is an Inselberg, 
I don't know what that means, but it says meaning island mountain because it's just like that that shelf mountain. Probably at one point was under the water. I would Uluru assume. is often referred to as a monolith, although this is an ambiguous term and is generally avoided by geologists. <laughs> I always think of uh, as opposed to being a polylith. Ooh, mono only one mono a mono but that reminds me monorail 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 whenever i think of monolith i think of agents of shield remember they had that weird monolith mm-hmm. thing that would like suck them in and then they'd i don't even know go to a different dimension is crazy man crazy okay back to lauren's letter we got way off topic so they don't know what made her faint but she couldn't fly because they weren't sure what caused it so the only way of getting home was by catching fly, a, i can hardly stand catching a train for 27 hours hours with my mother who gets extremely motion sick oh my god all i'll say there is that it wasn't a fun time (laughs) i know it's not really an embarrassing story however i've always hated that when i get asked how i fractured my skull i have to say it's because i fainted while out shopping and not from doing something more adventurous right isn't that the worst it's like nothing's worse to me than injuring myself doing something like foolish or stupid like you weren't doing something foolish or stupid but like sometimes i'll just hurt myself I don't know, playing with a dog or something stupid. Like I'll feel a muscle pull. You know what I mean? That's how you know you're over 30. I know. And then you're like, oh, you don't want to tell anybody. Wait, you hit 40, Katie. That's how you hurt yourself or something. I mean, I have, in my defense, I have not pulled a muscle playing with a dog. But I'm just saying that, you know. I have. When you do, Sean has, Sean has. But when you do something silly, you're like, oh, what am I doing? Right. You know? And why does that hurt? Okay. It says, recently though, I had a friend break a bone in her foot through a very unfortunate circumstance. She is a teacher and one day her class was doing art projects and there was stuff everywhere. While walking around the room to check on all the kids, she tripped on a pencil that had fallen onto the floor and she was, oh, she was in pain, but being pretty tough. She finished off the day limping around. She still wasn't convinced that it was a, um, it wasn't a sprain, but went to the doctors the next day just to be sure and found out she had in fact broken a bone, a tiny bone, but one that causes a heap of trouble. It's been almost three months now, and she has only just been able to put any weight on it and has been in a moon boot the whole time, a not, moon boot. not being able to drive or do anything independently. One of those big. Oh, like an air, uh, an air cast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if a moon boot is considered an air cast, but I'll look it up here real quick. I'll say moon boot cast. We'll see what comes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like that air cast. We've cool. seen those, but you can't drive in those. Because you don't have full. Right. You don't have mobility in yeah. your ankle and stuff. Yeah. Nina, had, my friend Christina had to wear a moon boot or a, a air boot or whatever you want to call it. Walking boot. Because was it two or three weeks before we were going to Costa Rica? She rolled her ankle. She might correct if she listens to this. Nina, let me re- remind me, text me how you actually hurt yourself. I think she rolled her ankle off a curb, like something stupid. It wasn't a big like a big to do and she was like oh my god and then i had a panic because like oh my god are you not going to be able to go to coast am i going by myself now like fuck 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 you're like oh they're already scary enough to go internationally but to do it all on your own i was like no anyway she's a trooper she was like of course i'm going to costa rica i'll put the boot on and whatever costa rica is a hot and sweaty place tropical environment and we also were there through june and july and it's like the rainiest season Mm -hmm. Nina had. To, I see where this is going. She got to I'm, take her I'm boot off like out. three weeks into our trip. So like the last like week or two of our trip, she didn't have to have the boot on anymore. That boot was the stinkiest boot that ever existed, and we did everything to clean it, like baking soda, vinegar, scrubbed it with soap. You could burn it. 
Well, so finally, when she's able to take it off, we were like, chuck that thing in, in the fucking trash. It's disgusting. No. Her Tika family, the one that she was staying with, because they don't have very good health care there and they can't always come across something like this, wanted to keep it and like insisted. And she was like, no, but it, it stinks, you know? And they were like, we don't care. Yeah. And so they kept it. And for weeks we're always like, I hope they put that thing outside for a while and let it air. It was the stinkiest boot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that illustrates it. No, not to get all serious, but that illustrates the gravity of the situation of, of, uh, yeah, poor nation and like bad healthcare. And yeah, I know that Lamar was gathering glasses. So they do glass drives, oh, um, mm-hmm. in, in Orange Cali, Orange County, California. Orange Cali. Yeah. Cali, Cali. I've, I've been gone from California so long <laughs> that you start know. calling it Cali and people from California are like, fuck you. We don't call it that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Continue. I'm from San Fran. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> but um, no, they were doing glass drives at, at his school because he worked at that Catholic school and they, mm-hmm. they would do missions going down to uh, Mexico as well as, I think they were going down to Central America as well. Oh, possibly like Nicaragua. Yeah. And, Costa Rica, but Central they would, America. They would gather as many glasses that people didn't want anymore here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because people change out their glasses once a year or something like that. Once or in, tw- it's like, your insurance depends company. on what your insurance covers. Right. Which is to Every me mind blowing because yeah. unless the glasses are scratched, but maybe you just want a different style, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. We like to be hip here. But the glasses are still good. So you don't throw them out and they would take them down there. And he said people were so um, tickled by the fact, not tickled, that's not. They were just excited to finally have, vision. be able to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so. It, anyway, yeah. but yeah, so they wanted to keep that boot. And Nina really tried to throw it away. Yeah. Well, you're, she was embarrassed by her foot odor. By the foot odor. Almost like uh, George's dad. I had a foot odor. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen Seinfeld, George's dad had this Korean girlfriend and he really loved her, but he wouldn't, her dad, when he, he came over to meet her family to like get their approval or whatever, the, her dad wanted him to take off his shoes. It's, you know, like customary in their culture. And he wouldn't. Because like nobody makes me take off my shoes. I have a foot odor problem. Anyway, he wouldn't take off his shoes. And so there was a big fight. And then they had to break up because her dad didn't approve because he wouldn't take off his shoes. He's very disrespectful. Yeah, but it's just really funny. It's just feet just really stunk. And Nina's boot really, really stunk. Mm. And I mean, like I said, we really tried to clean that thing. But, you know, what are you going to do? You're wearing it around. It's like for how many weeks like nonstop in a tr- uh, in a, gl- a jungle yeah and she'd Sorry, already put it in a plastic bag and tied it up she was like Ugh. like when she took it off you know, oh, she, oh i thought you meant i was like that's oh, probably why it stinks oh no she, she did put a plastic bag over it when we went hiking or something like through the, the rain yeah out. to try to get the rain out but yeah that you know it's just it's just so every i bet i could call her to, i could text her right now and be like remember that stinky boot and she'd be like they still have it i'm sure oh that stinky boot <laughs> okay Enough of the moon boot talk. Okay. Her friend broke that tiny bone in her foot, remember, and had to put couldn't put any weight on it. And so she hasn't been able to drive or do anything imp- independently for three months. Oh. It's funny how such small little bones or things like that or spraining this little muscle can cause so much discomfort and so many issues and like, <laughs> lay you up for three months with a moon boot. Uh, I'll, I won't interrupt the story for that long, but when I, it just made me think when I was younger... Hmm. Uh, so my dad used to drive a, a standard car, not an automatic, but a standard right? uh-huh. manual. A stick shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, <clears throat> I remember he had really messed up his foot and he had like pins in it and all Ooh. sorts of. Yeah. It so was, he probably couldn't drive. He couldn't drive. Uh, with, Especially not a stick shift. With a cast. 
right? But you can, it was his left foot. Now you can, if you drive a, a manual, you can shift we gotta, without using the clutch. Yes, because you got to like get it into this right space and you got to release off and then you can get it in. It's like, yeah, you can, you can feel it. Yeah, it'll release you know? and open it up. I've done that before. Yeah, you could basically it's, if you time it, it right. It's tricky. You can screw it up you too. You can but, really grind your. But he's gears. such a good driver, and when we were kids, he, he used to do it a lot. You know, and he, he was speed shifting, you know, or whatever. But it was funny. I, I remember that distinctly. That's funny. I was like, oh, how are you going to use the clutch? He's like, don't worry about. It. I'm a professional. Of course, you're I'm dead. a professional. Don't worry. He about might it. have even ruined those gears a little bit. Oh too, yeah, because it's sure. not good for the car. <laughs> oh I know. yeah, you're a real professional, right? <laughs> Oh my god. Ease it in. Ease it in. It's like fighting you. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Okay. Moving on to the second story. Sure. About children cussing. It says Katie, I also love hearing children cussing, especially when they get it in the right context. I know when they use it appropriately, you're like, damn straight. Mm. My favorite was by one of the kids that I babysat for regularly. I'd gotten to their house and their mom was finishing up getting ready. And while I kept the boys occupied, we hear a crash followed by a loud fuck from the mom the middle boy who was about five at the time turns to me and says "Ooh, mom said fuck <laughs> i burst out laughing and so did the mom who had heard it from the other room turns out she had dropped a lamp and it almost hit her in the foot she explained to the boy that she had said it because she dropped something and it scared her later that night you can see where this is going Later that night, I was hanging out with the boys, and the middle one dropped his cup of water on the, oh, on the way to the kitchen, spilling water everywhere. He turned straight to me and with a cheeky grin, yelled, fuck! <laughs> I couldn't help, I couldn't even be mad at him because it was just too funny, but also he had dropped something, so in his mind, that was the correct response now. I told his parents when they got home, and we all had a really good laugh. Kids are funny that way, and they pick up on things, and I think that's what makes ch- children cussing so funny. Is because they know how to use it at a certain point and they'll put two and two together it's, or they just mimic it if it's like the same like you drop the cup right it's the same type of scenario like i'd shared before uh these twins phoebe and sam that i used to babysit for we got on the the freeway and it was like trafficy and she was like oh shit <laughs> too good okay next story yeah. family sayings these are good We have a few odd family sayings. However, there are two that always make me laugh. The first comes from a family member called Ted. I never met Ted that I'm aware of. However, apparently he was one very sarcastic and a bit of a joker. One time he was telling telling some elaborate story that obviously wasn't completely true. And my uncle just turns to him and says, yeah, 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 sure, Ted. Well, now... When, whenever someone is lying or being sarcastic, you just don't believe them. The phrase, yeah, yeah, sure, Ted, is used. I've been saying it my whole life, but only learned a year or so ago where it came from. And I didn't realize it wasn't a common phrase that everyone else uses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, Ted. They're like, but my name is Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, Ted. That is really funny. We should start using that. Yeah, 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 sure, Ted. Ted lives on. The, the, the phrase lives on. The second one came as a result of having a Japanese ex- exchange student stay with our family for a few weeks. That was hard for me to say, Japanese exchange student. It's a tongue twister. Whenever I was annoying my mom, beating her at a game, or just being silly throughout my childhood, she always called me a pig's head. Not sure where that came from, but it, it stuck and was said a lot. Well, when the Japanese student came to stay with us, my mom asked her what the word pig and head were in Japanese which were buta and atama. Ever since then, and especially in public, if I'm annoying her, she will glare at me and say, buta atama. 
and then walk off or look away. We often get weird looks for it, but it just makes me laugh now. That's really funny. I think that's really cute. Sorry again for long emails. No need to apologize. I will work on (laughs) trying to keep them shorter, but no promises. Hope everyone has the best week and looking forward to more podcasts. One of your Australian correspondents, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Those were good Lauren. Too funny. Yeah, Buta Atama. Pig's head. Pig's head. Pig's head. Yeah, yeah, Ted. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Ted. Those are funny. Is Chuck Norris even from Texas or is he just an actor who is adopted by Texans? And, you know, we'll let him play the role because he's badass. Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah. I don't know who played him even. Chuck Norris. Is that the real guy? His name was Chuck Norris? Of course. Yes. Sorry. I don't want to say of course, but yes, it's Chuck Norris. My goodness. Well, I know Chuck Norris, but I don't know if that was an actual actor's name or if it was a made up name. Do you know what I mean? Well, it could be Charles Norris. I don't know. Walker, Texas Ranger. Chuck Norris is one of the, <laughs> you ever heard the Chuck Norris jokes? You know? Was. He's, no. I, I'm doing research. Can't ask me questions while I'm trying to read something. The real Walker, Texas Ranger is a Maryland native. Samuel Hamilton Walker. That's who he's supposed to be like. That's what the storyline's after. He's not even from Texas. And Chuck Norris himself is from Ryan, Oklahoma. Mm. He's 81 years old now. Holy shit. Balls. Yeah. Well, when the Grim Reaper shows up, Chuck Norris is going to kick his ass. Yeah. Karate chop. Yeah. He's going to take Chuck Norris takes down the, the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper does not take down Chuck Norris. That's my prediction. We had such ridiculous shows back then. We had Walker, Texas Ranger, and then we had MacGyver. Where he'd like that's somehow, not ridiculous at all. He'd like get out of something with like a paper clip and a little square of duct tape he found. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous, you guys. And I think I've already told this story, but like my Tika mom in Costa Rica loved Walker, Texas Ranger, and she'd watch it every night. And I remember coming home and she was like, you know, do you like Walker? I love Walker. He's so attractive, so handsome, we guapo. And I was like, mm, sure, okay. Christoph has sent us a letter. Oh, because we are talking a lot today, you and I. We got a lot to say. <laughs> This letter is entitled Dog's Age, Another Lockdown, and How How Did We Know, and Take Care of Your Health. So we got a lot going on. Okay. Let's jump right in. It says, right. hi, hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. And hello, OTDM viewers and listeners. Hi, Christoph. How do you do? It says, in OTDM 91, only nine left to 100. I wonder if the letter will make it. Before that to the, oh, what, do we know what episode this will be? Is this 100? No, this is 98, maybe. Oh, then I should probably order us some hats and some noisemakers. Okay. So anyways, you wonder if the letter will make it before that to the show. It did. You were um, you were wondering how old dogs can get. And yeah. yes, it usually depends on the breed and the size. Bigger dogs tend to die earlier. But then a friend of mine adopted a Great Dane when she was seven or eight, and she lived to be 13. Oh, it's what pretty good. a wonderful dog she was. I know I really did want a Great Dane, but Roxy's good. She's okay. She's so cute. At least twice a week, Sean will say something to the effect of, she's just the cutest. Or she's isn't awesome. she just the best? I like her. She's got some new moves. <clears throat> she does a flop, a flopsing running now. like because She like, prances. Yeah. <laughs> but like kind of gallops. Yeah. And if you. She's become very confident in her, her ability to navigate the physical world. Where she was a little clumsy before. Yeah, because she's growing a lot and uh-huh. she'd like trip over her own legs. Remember, she hit tripping. the steps of the deck and like face plant. And now like, she cool. just flies. She doesn't even touch the stairs. She mm-hmm. just leaps yeah. and I clears them in a single bound. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awfully cute. And if you like high knee, which I think we might have already told them about this, but if we like high knee, she'll prance like high knee, like a horse that's like, it's so cute and funny. 
She's very funny. But she's also, you know, still a puppy. And just yesterday, she chewed some fabric she found around the tree on our property and ripped a bunch of it out that holds the rocks in place. So now we lost about a foot of fabric. (laughs) And I already sprayed it with the bitter tasting stuff, but homegirl just could not be deterred. And she was barely out there by herself. Sons of bitches. Okay. So, live to be 13, the Great Dane. Big as a pony and sweet as a puppy. The oldest dog I ever heard of was the golden retriever of friends who became 18 years old. Oh, that's pretty good. But the poor girl could hardly walk anymore in her last year. But our friend John, whose dog she was, carried her around. See, that's when I start to feel bad for the dog. I'm like, it's not good for them. That happened to Linnea's dog, Jackson. I don't know how old he got. I think he was like 11 or 12, maybe a little older, but she'd had Jackson forever. He was like, her, she had him before she even was with Evan. He's just her baby, her first baby. And it was really hard for her to let him go, but she's like, he's in, I can tell he's in pain and it's not good. And he can't get up when he wants to all the time. It was really sad. R.I.P. Jackson, sweet, sweet boy. Okay. So he would carry her around. He was also a very lovely man. Unfortunately, he passed away two years ago. So usually I would say a normal dog tends to reach the age of 12 to 15 years. Most of our dogs do. Though we've had some sad exceptions like our little darling Buttercup who suddenly suffered from kidney failure a year ago and died within two days despite all of our efforts to save her. That's so sad. You just don't know, you know. But that's a corny dog was 13 when we had to put him down because he had like doggy dementia. He was scared all the Mm -hmm. time and pooping in the house it just wasn't right you know he had cataracts i don't know how well he could see and he gets startled easily i don't think he could hear anymore mm. so he did, i'd like try to stomp on the floor as i was coming up so you feel the vibration so and then he'd like kind of stir so i didn't scare him i follow a couple people on tiktok who have like deaf or blind dogs and they show like how they interact with them so they don't startle them all the time because you know they there's they're missing a sense and dogs rely heavily on certain senses so it's really interesting and sometimes they can even smell them coming. You'll see their little nose go and then they'll wake up, look around. It's kind of cute. Or, you know, hear for them depending on what, what they, if they're blind Which or Which sense they're missing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, but it is interesting that our dogs who have had medical issues are all fine. I guess this makes them even more robust. I know I was debating. I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. We I've been debating. I don't know if you've, what you've given thought to it either but if we should get her some like doggy insurance so wait because she start driving the car what are you talking about no like health insurance for dogs. Oh, health insurance yeah doggy insurance sorry i was my mind was wandering you know. um yeah i think it's a good idea just because if there's major ailment but it, yeah just have to run the numbers and say well how much am i spending per month and yeah. then i think they're like nine to fifteen dollars a month from what i've seen so that's not too bad versus what we're spending currently which is more than that mm-hmm yeah, even for her, like, Simperico trio that she's on that's, like, for heartworm, flea prevention, all that stuff is, like, $24. What's the name of that product? Simperica trio. Oh, thank you, Simperica trio. Please sponsor us. Um, no, but, you know, it with... But also, she's a puppy, so we've had to get, like, another round of shots, and she had to yeah. get spayed, and then we had to get everything checked out and... Training and, and food. And then she also and- had, like, the doggy pink eye, and that, that trip wasn't very expensive. It was, like, 50 bucks for yeah. that. But... Then I'm like, we've only had her for four months and we probably spent like, what? I mean, I don't know if insurance would cover the spay, but I'm just saying that like, we spent like, what, $1,500 on her maybe? $1,000, I don't know. A lot. Anyway. It's cheaper than a a baby, but more expensive than not having a dog. More expensive than a pet rock, cheaper than a baby. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the middle, middle. you find a dog. 
Yeah, well, more expensive than a fish, I guess we could say. Oh, okay. Although maybe to set up a fish tank would cost a lot. I, I do want to set up a fish tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, that's okay, for okay, another. Okay, that's the time for an, that's a conversation for another podcast. So, anyways, and yes, currently as of late November, and I remember talking to Kristoff about this. As of late November, Austria, Austria is in lockdown again. But the really interesting question is, how did many of us know that it was coming? Easy. The new season of Tiger King was announced. Uh-huh. This was a telltale sign that another lockdown is on the horizon. That's very funny and very true. I blame Carol Baskin. She did it. We watched part of the second season of Tiger King, and I was like, I, I just think we can't. watched one episode, and I was like, oh, I don't think I can get back into it. I don't know if I have room in my life for these people. And you know, <laughs> I, I thought I did in my heart, you know, that I could let them back in, mm. but it was it was really difficult. I, I remember how obs- not obsessed, but how much I really liked the first season. Well, it was just such a shocker. But You're like people like this exist. Yeah, it was outrageous characters. I was worried that for the second season they were going to really just for the the ratings or mm-hmm. that they would trying to make the the plot lines more fantastical or you know no, that it's it w- more they like would not be a, they would not be honest about it being a documentary you know what oh, i'm saying and they, they seem to not it didn't seem to go that way right. they're trying to figure out where carol baskin's first husband is in the wood chipper I'm pretty, or the meat no grinder. i think they and i think the animals ate him yeah 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 for sure yeah, we figured that him. out in the first. I know, but you know, <laughs> but that was just us making decisions on it, not based in fact. And so they're like, yeah, trying to find out, I guess. Right. And then there's that one guy trying to free the Tiger King from prison. Right. Yeah, and he doesn't even know him. He's just a groupie. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's I couldn't so get past. You know, we. I think we did one or two episodes, and mm-hmm. I just. Whew, it's a lot, a lot. It, it was a lot. You know, at the beginning of pandemic, everything's fun. And, you know, you're like, oh, I got a, two weeks off. They said, you got two weeks off. Mm-hmm. And so we watched Tiger King. And, and now that, we're like, now we're like two, two years, years into it. You're like, I can't take any more of the doom and gloom and Tiger King. <laughs> it's not doom and gloom. It's just like people making bad decisions in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Random question. Should both the orange lights be lit up? There's only one. No. Light. Okay. Just checking. Okay, back to the letter, Christoph's letter. And I think that's that's true. It's a, tr- it's a telltale sign when Tiger King's announced lockdown. going to happen. Boom. Um, and there it was. Two days later, they announced it. So I really hope they will not continue it after that. And so far, I don't think they have. Okay. As I don't want another lockdown. I did already receive my booster shot. Um, and starting in February, there will be a vaccine mandate in Austria. Okay. Until then, there will be lockdown for the unvaccinated, so they cannot go shopping except for groceries, and they're not allowed to restaurants or bars. But who will check this? That's the thing. I We don't live, obviously, Texas is like, do your best, whatever you want. But when I went to New York previously, that's the first time I'd ever been checked with my vaccination card. And I was so glad I had it on me because it's not even in my brain. to. It's just in my wallet, but I didn't. I didn't do it consciously. You know what I mean? No, you should staple it to your head. Right. I'll just. People I'll, can bar scan I'll you. Stitch it into my underpants. Anyway, so I had, I had it with me and I was like, oh, thank God. Because like, fuck, I don't, you know, I couldn't have gone anywhere, eaten anywhere, done anything. But, and then when I went home, so I went to New York, then I went home and uh, King County, which is up by Seattle. I did not grow up in King County. That's, that's north of us by like over an hour. We sat down to have lunch my my mom and larry and i and the place that we were at they came by and asked for our vaccination cards and larry left his in the truck but the guy was like that's fine and i mean he's boosted and everything but still that like his question who's going to check this it's like waiters like as if their job's not hard enough already you're right, going right. to put them on the front lines and make them fucking ask some people for shit that that's people get fired up with i know and that's why i think the guy didn't 
fight Larry because he was like, it's not worth it. Mm. You know, not to mention he wasn't lying. He's like, I'm, he's like, I got boosted three weeks ago or whatever. And the guy was like, you're cool, dude. Okay. Says, okay, most restaurants actually do check as they have to pay a hefty fine if they're caught not doing so. And that's okay. interesting. So in shops, they have already enough work and don't really care as long as people wear their masks. But the numbers are very high currently. And in some of the provinces, the ICU beds are all full. Yeah, I don't, I haven't been keeping track of our hospital bed thing, but at least within the states and what the news is reporting, numbers skyrocketing, hospitalizations are down. Like, you know, in relation to the numbers skyrocketing. Hmm. But I don't know what that really means. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know they were filling up here. Um, mm-hmm. They were I go into the the mm-hmm. database and look what's happening in our area, you know, yeah. and it was it was looking bad. And I think a little bit of it, the pressure has come off. It's still climbing, but it's mm-hmm. not climbing at such a drastic rate. It's kind of like mellowing out. And I think it was basically, uh, I think we have another like four weeks to ride this wave. Yeah, um, and you know, four weeks to get to the bottom. Of, but yeah. I think it's crested or it's cresting. And now we're coming down. Yes. If I had to interpret the data. Well, that's what they've seen in other countries as it's kind of made its way through. Well, it burns through so many people so quickly. Well, yeah, we've already so had a ton of friends get sick already. Just, it, you know, so eventually there's no more fuel for the fire mm-hmm. or for that variant. Yeah, and it'll die down. I'm just, it's, I want to support our friend, Christina. I'm so excited for her. I just wish it wasn't during this like explosion, but you know, we'll, we'll do our thing. We'll do our best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Take our vitamins, eat, get enough sleep, eat regularly, do all the things, exercise. I'm going to be, uh, you know, you ever seen those things that uh, they have them in pet stores? Uh, <clears throat> they were pro- probably a lot more popular in the 70s and 80s, but mm-hmm. uh, you would get it. You would have a hamster and then you would uh, put them inside of a plastic ball and you'd screw oh, the ball together. Oh, and and you'd walk, they'd run around. It had holes in it though so they could breathe. I want that thing for New York. But it'll have holes. But instead it. of having holes to breathe. We just have He's a bunch of N95 masks tank? around the holes so I can oh. run around New York with oh. a plastic ball, you know, human size. That'd be so easy be, to navigate. Might be difficult to get on the subway. I know. <laughs> Although my just mom- Just tow me behind the car. My mom is like, please be careful in New York. Uh, there's been lots of reports of, you know, muggings and people getting, you know, hurt. And I'm like, mom, it's so fucking cold there. We're not going to be walking around. And I'm no. not taking the subway at that point. Like- plan on finding a fireplace at some hotel and just yeah, sitting, sitting by it. Having, uh, do they even do that anymore in hotels, fireplaces? I think ours has a fireplace. Does it mm-hmm. really? Wow. And Christina's does. Okay. We'll like make it happen. I'm going to old man snooze and I'm going to have like a blanket around That's me. That's one thing it. I love about New York. And even I guess downtown LA has this too, but, but it's like in the States as a whole, we don't have a ton of these like cozy wood. Like it's almost like a lodge like feel or even like an old grand like, yeah almost like the polo bar in new york maybe we'll try to go there but you like it's like cozy feeling mm-hmm. and it has like like the, the they have club chairs you sit in and get drinks and appetizers and you like sit in the lobby kind of feeling place. i did not go to the harvard universities or anything of this nature but i would like oh, the imagine harvard the harvard club, club is would be like you know, that. yeah like this, and i know. like that kind of feel yeah in la there's not the people that are hanging out no no offense if you went to harvard or anything but uh harvard yeah all the well, you could go to Harvard and be cool, or you could go to Harvard and be a total snooty person that's hard to be around. And those people we don't, we'd like to avoid. I what the ratio is on campus of mm-hmm. that? I don't know. I think. Are you, you know, a Yaley? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because each person is so different. Yeah, you know? I'm just teasing. But, I always think of the Ivy League schools, though, you know, as being probably what I've been fed through the media, but, you know, snooty and. Yeah, because I've had friends crust. that went to Yale and Brown and. Yeah, they're, Brown, normal and they're the normal people. Um, 
they're just nerds like the rest of us but i just really like that feeling of a bar or like a restaurant bar kind of thing like right. casual and it's spaced out it high ceilings wood mm-hmm. paneling uh, yeah, a fireplace a, off in the distance a suit of armor maybe, maybe a, a globe the globe opens up you put no. your stuff in it i don't think they're gonna have it open up because it's it's a public re- replogle replogle that was the name of it what a horrible name to, no wonder uh, it didn't take off. I know. To name the globe or a company, <laughs> Replogle. Mm. Yeah. Sean's dream is to get us to be able to get a globe that opens up and is like a bar. It has like stuff for the bar. Right? I really just Did, like the idea of a giant globe in But I looked and for maps. one and it was like $800 and I was like, it's mm. not within our budget, Sean. I apologize. And then I found like a vintage one. It was even more expensive and I was like, sorry. I had a globe when I was a kid and it was, I, I loved it. I had a globe it. too. It had little bumps on it too for like yeah. the- the relief map? I don't know. So you could feel the Rockies? Yeah. Because everybody knows you got to feel them. You got to feel it to believe it. Okay. Back to Christoph. Oh, oh, hey, Christoph. He says, okay. So the ICU beds are full. We're talking about COVID. And then please take care of your health. Currently, I've learned the hard way that it means what it means to not do so. Not only that I'll have to get surgery to fix my stomach. You're kidding. Remember, he couldn't drink beer. He had an issue with his stomach. This week, um, the dentist had to pull three teeth because they couldn't be saved. <gasps> now I'm going to have to get some false teeth to avoid more damage to the others. Else I feel um, I feel in good health. It's just these little things. So my appeal to all viewers and listeners, mm-hmm. <clears throat> take care of your health. Get your regular checks to combat any issues before they become a real problem. I agree as well. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what's going to happen and with the two years we've been in covid a lot of people have been putting off regular checks like uh, whether it's a mammogram or you know uh, colonoscopies or your physicals or your dental checks go get checked out it's important because covid might not get you but something else might you know what i mean it's like you still need to take care of yourself and get checkups even though it does scare me when we went to the dentist i'm like could have got it Ah, it's like the one place you like they're like in your business literally but i felt good at our place because they were wearing like double masks yeah they the dentist office is like mainlining covid protocols mm-hmm. to me i'm like oh no i know they're but, breathing they're talking they're like right over your mouth mm-hmm. which i don't i would never be able to do that job based on my you know your germophobia yes i don't want to be rooting around in someone's mouth scraping dirt out of there yeah <laughs> Remember my friend Fallon, who's a dental hygienist? She's Some people, like, they love it. She loves it. She finds it so rewarding. Yeah. Oh, look, I found a piece of steak from last week. I know. So gross. To me, I'm like, well, and then she's you say, like, but, but then they'll say like, uh, do you floss? And you say, yeah. And she goes, liar. And she I, shows you the, the legume. I have the evidence. <laughs> if you're doing, you're doing a shitty job. Yeah. I actually, as a, it's funny, as a kid, my dentist would always be like, you need a floss more, Katie, you need a floss more. What can we offer you? to get you to floss more and i was like i want a phone in my bedroom my dad was like over my dead body not at all never no just floss and stop whining you know tough love thanks dad i don't know why my parents don't want me to have a phone in my room because you can get up to no good how would that mean no good i don't know make crank calls private conversations oh yeah. anyway that was just not going to happen also never did happen and then haha wireless phones so technically it was almost like having a phone in my room right anyway I just would always flossing was just like oh, I'd always wait till I was too tired and then before bed I'd be like I don't want to but as an adult I floss almost every night my goal is at least every other but I'm almost every because it, I just feel better when I do and I'm like don't be lazy Katie just do it it's better for your health 
your health. Your overall health. You know how many problems are started in your mouth? Like well, body problems? Yeah, because your gums are a quick uh, way for Main bacteria line. to get into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, I could be wrong. I'm not a dentist. I mean. Well, wouldn't that be why people who do coke like rub it on their gums? I don't know. Gets into your system faster? No. Anyway, okay. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, there's got to be a but reason. Like sub, sublingual tabs, right? Or if you're yeah. taking, uh, you know what you don't want to do that with? And I was doing it, uh, oregano oil. And I was putting it in my mouth, but I would hold it underneath my tongue. Oh, you'd hold it? Well, I was thinking I would get even more effects of it rather oh, than like shot. diluting it with water. I would just like drop it in my mouth and just follow it with, oh, which man. I should probably do here today and tomorrow also, before we fly. Uh, I wasn't reading the instructions on the oregano oil. It's like three or four drops or whatever. I think it says one to two. Oh. And I was doing the... I was thinking the dropper. Like, oh, the whole drop? Yeah, and then I would hold that underneath oh my, my tongue. Oh my God, like Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Yes. That would it burn. It's you guys, nuts. I do like the few drops and then follow with like almost an entire glass of water. Yeah. And it's still spicy. Oh, it's really tough. But you were holding it. I was holding it. Like, Under you know, your tongue in that sensitive yeah, spot. I may have burned a hole in my mouth. But... Um, <laughs> Sean opens his mouth, you can see to China. Yeah. Why Sorry. is your pee green? It's funny you should mention it. I just uh, I have a lot of oregano in my system. Yeah. Why do you just smell like pizza all the time? That's it. But I have not gotten sick, so. Yeah, the reason that I got oregano oil for anybody out there who's wondering is it, it's just like a supplement. I'm not a doctor. Not a homeopath. No, but one of my, uh, a friend, a colleague, a psychiatrist that I used to work with over at UCLA, he struggled with bronchitis. He's from the East Coast as well. He grew up outside of Boston or something. And he was telling me he'd just gotten back and he didn't get bronchitis for the first time. And I was like, what? My husband gets it every time we go back to Montreal. How do you, how do you not get it? And I was like, did you just not see anybody? He was like, no, oregano oil. He's like, my doctor had mentioned it. And I'd read a couple things about basil and oregano oil. He's like, so I picked up some, it's like 15 bucks. You can get it on Amazon. Um, and he was telling me what to look for and like the brand that he, he like, you know, shared what his brand of little droplets look like or what the little container looked like. And so that night I got on Amazon and got it and it does prevent congestion. I haven't noticed it with bronchitis because I've not lived in that weather for a long time. But we went back, remember you didn't get it that one time. That's that's a good point, mm-hmm. but I don't have a big sample. Of no, we've the, only gone like two or three times using it and it's a couple, like one time it's a week, one time it's two weeks, but yeah. the two weeks when you didn't get it that first time back, I was like, I think this is holding it at bay at least a little bit. I think it holds a lot of uh, sickness at bay. Yeah, because Sean used to seriously, after a week of being in Montreal, start having coughing and like rumbling in his chest because he'd get bronchitis as a kid like all the time. Yeah. Just like I guess strep throat, you got bronchitis. Everybody's got their little weakness. Yeah. My bronchial tubes are weak. Yeah. They they, rattle. They've had a tough time. (laughs) A lot of people in the- Rumble right here. In those cold areas like that get bronchitis. I I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever had it, but I didn't grow up in that kind of crazy cold weather. Okay says we're going to continue wearing Christoph's letter still mm-hmm. so this was very much on the dark side now i'm so sorry on the positive side although we cannot have band pra- oh although we cannot have band practice because of lockdown we had a really great one last week and i know i spoke to Christoph more recently they're back at band practice so that's cool good, good. Um, i'm glad you're back at practice. and i could really kick myself in the ass for not recording it oh usually i record everything with my cell phone but this time i just forgot and so another great moment in music history will be lost for the public but will encourage four aspiring rock stars to keep that level up. I love it. Greetings from Austria, Christoph. And P.S. Here's the link to our demo. I know it's not perfect, and I might work on the material again. I'm learning to m- mix 
um, oh, learning to mix, and this was my first try. Oh, cool. That's really cool. I use a software called Isotope, mm-hmm. and um, I think they have free versions that you can utilize mm-hmm. if you want to play around with it, but it's really powerful for mixing. That's cool. And I'm not very good at it, but it, it's really He's learning, too. Yeah. But his band is called The no- the Nosy Neighbors. The Nosy Neighbors. No- or Noisy. Sorry. Noisy Neighbors. Noisy Neighbors. How exciting. We love it. We love it. So uh, where's the demo? I'll, uh, oh, it's, it's just a link. Okay, it's, cool. It's I'll, SoundCloud. Cool. I will jump into it. See? Cool. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you. you're back at band practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. More letters? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this will be the last one. The last one? one? Yep. Okay. Um, this is from Anthony. Hi, Anthony. And this is entitled Type of Lunch as a Youth. I'm excited already. We've asked them for so many things. To, and I'm just, I like learning from all of you and hearing your stories. It says, hello, I love the podcast and wanted to chime in on the types of lunches that I had while I was growing up. I'm so glad you did, Anthony. It says, in grade school or middle school, that's what we had. Cold sandwich, peanut butter and honey or jelly or sliced ham. Peanut butter and honey is infinitely better than peanut butter and jelly. And mm-hmm. I used to love peanut butter and mm-hmm. jelly when I was growing up. <clears throat> Maybe because you didn't make your own jelly. That's or probably jams. what it is. I do not like craft. I used to love it when I was a kid. Craft jam, raspberry jam. But. It was just like sugar. It's a sugar yeah, bomb. Yeah, it's not good. It doesn't taste like the real thing. You got to make your own. That's right. I think all a craft does is give you like pectin, sugar. Corn syrup, which is another sugar. And and then just the seeds, raspberry seeds, but they don't give you any, yeah raspberry flavorings, essence of raspberry from New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know from a factory. An well, and jam factory. and jelly are different too. Jam has more of the fruit chunks. Jelly is more pureed, mm. if I remember correctly. So you can make different kinds. Oh, like a grape jelly, you're saying? Yeah, it's like what about a mint jelly? I never understood the the purpose of that. People use that with lamb. Yeah, they put it on meat. It's not something that I think you, you put, put on put toast lamb. or something. Yeah. You know, it's a different reason. It's almost like orange marmalade. You could put that on toast also. And I do like orange marmalade, but you can also put that on ham and use that as like your glaze. Yeah. I do like marmalade when it's done well. Mm -hmm. Real marmalade's good. Yeah. We could make some marmalade. Usually what I look for in the label is um, I don't look for craft. That's number one. (laughs) Uh, But number two is I look for something like a a quaint old lady's name, like Beatrice, Beatrice, Oh, Grandma hmm. Beatrice's. Uh, Grandma Rose. Yeah, something like that. Trick me with that kind of marketing. Hmm. And then if you look on the small uh, font type, it's like uh, you know, manufactured by Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they put the real raspberries in. Owned by Nestle. Yeah, they, they don't just give Your you the seeds. Your dad's like, blast! Yeah, Nestle again. Okay, so so in grade or middle school, yeah. cold sandwich, chips in a Ziploc, samesies, hmm. string cheese, gogurt, or fruit cup. Yes, I think we grew up around the same time cookie and then so these are so there's four things cold sandwich chips in a ziploc string cheese or gogurt or fruit cup right mm. so it's like one of these items and finally or a cookie or a homemade or some generic store-bought variety so you get like a little treat i think string cheese is an abomination oh, i love string cheese as a kid i don't think you should play with your cheese at all like that i think you just take a bite of it you don't like you can still bite it i know but a lot of people bite it why is it string because it's mozzarella does all the mots do that? I don't know. The mozzarella? But mozzarella does peel. Oh, okay. Well, Like even if you have like a lump of it, you could peel off the edges and it peels strings. So what I do when I look for cheese, I, I first of all, I don't buy Kraft. <laughs> then I look for an Italian dude's name. on Kraft? So <laughs> I'm just making fun of it. You love the New England Patriots for so long. I know. 
That's so rude of you. Is is Bob Kraft from... Yeah, he owns he, Kraft Foods, Sean. No. Is that how he made his money? Are you kidding? It's like Heinz. His, her last name is Heinz. You know, they're billionaires. Where, where do you think the tomato giants? Okay, Robert Kraft is an American billionaire businessman, the chairman and chief executive officer of Kraft Group, a diversified holding company with assets in paper and packaging, sports and entertainment, real estate development, and private equity folio. So maybe it's not Kraft Group. Well, Hmm. I do know that uh, Putin stole his uh, Super Bowl ring. But let's get back to the story. Putin stole his Super Bowl ring? Oh, he did. I don't know if Robert Kraft is the... Is Kraft Foods? I think Kraft Foods is a conglomerate. I don't think it's a family. Kraft Analytics Group became Kraft. Oh, funny, but it's Kraft KRAFT, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, all the stuff who owns Kraft Foods. Oh, Kraft and Heinz, they're together. Mm. So it's the Heinz people. I was wrong. A merger with Heinz, arranged by Heinz owners Berkshire Hathaway, was completed in 2015. That's that's that old guy from... uh, But Philip Morris and Companies purchase craft oh it's been all over so craft foods has been like he might have started it but i don't think so Mm-mm. it um craft foods was a multinational confectionery food and beverage conglomerate it marketed many brands in more than 170 countries 12 of its brands annually earned more than 1 billion worldwide cadbury jacobs craft lu maxwell house Milka, Nabisco, Oreo, Oscar Mayer, Philadelphia, like cream cheese, Trident, and Tang. Tang's pretty good. They're in from Northfield, Illinois. The astronauts would never have made it to the moon without that vitamin C to protect them from they the would radiation. Never, would never. The tinfoil hats. Would never have hey, made it. it's, isn't it weird when you look at these corporations, though, that the, the further you look up the corporate ownership, mm-hmm. that there's like only three or four companies. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm making light of it. And then those three or four companies are owned by basically three or four funds, like BlackRock owns everything. Mm-hmm. It's really strange how... The structure of... Well, yeah. And I think some of it... I'm sure it's always happened where there's mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. However, I know when there's downturns in the economy, like in 2008, we had that big disruption and a ton of bigger companies bought up smaller companies because they just couldn't hack it. Yeah. And we've seen that happen with the COVID stuff and even like... Our economy, when we've gone in the shitter, um, was didn't on Obama's watch. Wasn't there some kind of like downturn? Or am I forgetting? Didn't we have like a fallout in our economy? Recently? Well, that was at the end. Of, yeah, so the end of the uh, George W. Bush presidency, mm-hmm. and right at the of end, Obama, mm-hmm. and yeah, he handed off the baton. That's right what as I the, thought. Like two thousand eight, yes. the collapse. Oh, that's the. I was thinking another one since two thousand eight, but maybe that just be COVID. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, every time there's like this disruption, it seems to be that larger companies buy up smaller ones. And I'd assume that's already happening. Well, yeah, if you have the money, you know, you're like, get it. But just to wrap this up, because I'm, you know, interested. Kraft Foods trace, traces its roots to the National Dairy Products Corporation formed on December 10th of 1923 by Thomas H. McIrony and Edward E. Reich. So the firm was initially set up to execute on a roll-up strategy in the fragmented U.S. ice cream industry. That's how Kraft Foods started. Hmm. Through acquisitions, it expanded into a full range of dairy products. By 1930, so mere, like six years later, seven. Cut to, cut to the good stuff. When did they make that sweet, sweet fake cheese that goes in the plastic? But by 1930, it was the largest dairy company in the U.S. Amazing. So, and they started December 10th, remember, in 1923. So it's like six years and some. But the American cheese slice, 
You mm-hmm. know, the one in the plastic where you get all the individual wrapped yeah. cheese slices? They moved into milk in 1925, but got into cheese mm. in 1928. Go on. And then cheese other was mm. 1930. James, oh, James Lewis Kraft was the founder. Oh, yeah. He looks so like it was started by these guys and then, <laughs> um, but born in Stevens. Stevensville, Ontario, Canada in 1874, <gasps> James L. Kraft immigrated to the U.S. in 1903. So when he was like th- almost you know, like 31. He's charted a, a similar path as I have. He started a wholesale door-to-door cheese business in Chicago. Well, geez. There, but for the grace of God, go I. I could have been wow. a craft. I could have sold cheese door-to-door. That's so interesting. Okay, so in 1915, the company had invented pasteurized processed cheese. That did not need refrigeration. Oh. There we go. Hello, Velveeta. Hello, Velveeta. Velveeta we still eat that. Like queso. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to Anthony's letter. Sorry, Anthony. Sorry about that, Anthony. Went down a Went craft down the mozzarella. The moots. Oh, the moots. Okay. So that was his grade school, middle school lunch. Okay. Moving on to high school. It was take a lunch similar to the above or get hot lunch. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. was like a sheet pizza or mock chicken legs. Mock chicken legs. We did not have that. What the fuck is a mock chicken leg? I think it's probably just like it's in the shape, but it's not actually like bones. And... I am worried about the, the fake meat business. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what is it? It's a chemical shitstorm. Right. It can't be healthier for you. It's no. assembled in a factory with a bunch of it's super stuff. super processed. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that for ethical reasons or whatever, people may not want to eat meat. Wait, but there's other ways to get protein like through beans yeah. and nuts. And there's so many other ways. But- the fake Legume. meat industry is really like the beyond meat or be, beyond chicken or beyond beyond pork whatever they <laughs> whatever they're pushing these days yeah. but it's like not beyond anything it's like it's just i think it's factory garbage i could yeah. be wrong i'm sure there are good companies out there no i don't think it's not good the for price. us either no and, and then mm-hmm. when they press it like a mcrib to make it look like ribs that's weird like that's disgusting or they're like it looks like the meat bleeds i have no idea what is in that beyond meat, and i'm not about to put it beyond my mouth there you go. Maybe just lick it, smell it a little bit. Well, I don't, I mean, when I was a vegan for about a year and a half, and I would even say like a vegan light because I still like cheese sometimes, but it is a lot of processed stuff and you have to be very cognizant of like what you're eating and and how you're getting your protein and vitamins and all your needs met. And it, you know, made me teeter on the edge of being anemic. So you got to be careful, but yeah, I'm not putting that shit in my body. Okay. So remember options are take a lunch similar to the above, like bring that from home, get the hot lunch or a cold lunch, which was a salad bar. We did not have a salad bar in school. I don't think. We had an ice cream freezer. You could reach in and get a, an ice cream sandwich, like a Klondike bar. Oh, we had those kinds of things too. And we had like these big cookies that were 75 cents. And my friend Ashley and I would eat one every Oatmeal day. raisin. Oh, I don't know. It didn't matter to me because I only like chocolate chip. I'm sorry. But they were thick and doughy in the middle and delicious. And I don't, that's when you're, when you realize like how much junk you ate as a kid and like it didn't really affect you. We would like split one every day. (laughs) And these are like these huge huge cookies. Powered your soccer games after school. It's true. Like I'd eat that whole loaf of bread just for myself. Okay. It says both places had an option for chocolate or skim milk. We had chocolate milk too. Did you have that option? Yeah. Yeah. 
And in those little, oh, in those little cartons, never enough for a meal, but usually went with the chocolate. Yes. And it was never enough for a meal. It was like, wasn't even eight ounces, like four ounces or some fucking chocolate milk. No, just the milk containers. They were so tiny. I want to see how many ounces were in them because I felt the same way, Anthony. It was like you had to buy two because there was not enough. Never enough. There was never enough milk. Um, It's like, I don't know what they... Oh, eight ounce says they're eight ounce ca- like cartons, hmm. but they're just tiny. This is exactly what they look like in my school. Oh, mine too. Ideal. You know who made a lot of money then is the carton salesman. Mm-hmm. Or the guy who has a patent on the carton. I think it's like a vintage milk carton. How rude, Google, rude. Take it back. Take it back. Well, it got fancy. I remember by the time my days of these milk cartons were done, there was a hole in the side that was perforated. You could punch a straw through it. Oh, I don't know if we had those. Tear it open. I don't know if we had those. Because you know what's the grossest part about those things? Is when the you soggy. open the... Yeah, the soggy cardboard. Yep. I don't like that. And it would get like coated with the milk. But mm-hmm. you, you know, you really wanted the sugar. So you'd you'd suck the, you know, the, the soggy cardboard. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Oh, you it, did that too? I didn't I didn't like milk that wasn't from home. Mm-hmm. So Me I... either. I would every once in a blue moon like Anthony, I would get the chocolate milk. But more often than not, I had my thermos. Was that an upcharge for uh, for milk to get the chocolate? Was it an extra five cents? I think so, something yeah, like that. Yeah, But I was so funny, and I, it's kind of ironic now looking back, because I remember when I told my mom that I like wasn't going to drink milk anymore. And even when I was a vegetarian before I went vegan for a little while, um, both of those instances, she said something to the effect of, oh, you never liked that as a kid either. Like, I've always been weird about meat, too. Like, you know me, I'm pretty picky about it. Like fat, gristle, any weird bit. I'm like, no, it creeps me out. But with milk, I was funny about it even as a kid. I don't know why. It's just weird, the things that you like like and don't like and why. And so drinking oat milk, which is what I drink now, because almonds take too much water to create. And I feel like we're already in a drought in California. It's weird because there's no teats on the almonds, so I don't know how they milk them. You know, I got, I got nipples. Can you milk me? (laughs) What's it? Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah, so I never drank milk at school that much because it kind of creeped me out. It had to be like ice cold and I had to drink it quick and be done with it, which I guess the eight ounce cartons lend to that. Yeah. And the less fat there is, the colder it gets, right? So skim milk, uh, 1%. But once you start getting a 2%, you run a risk of it getting a little warm and it's a little. And I don't know if we had skim. We might've had skim, like Anthony, they had skim milk. But I remember red, the whole milk, and 2% being blue. And then mm. we had chocolate. I think that was all we had. Yeah. Anyway, Pretty okay. standard, really. It says, thanks for reading. This episode just caught me at the right time and made me reminisce on my younger days. I'm so glad. I'm 45 going in 46 this month for context. So your age. Kind regards, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. I find that stuff always so interesting because, you know, we often just forget those details. And it's not that the memories aren't there. It's just we haven't recalled them in a while. And like, I think it's a good exercise for to remain cognitively sharp Mm -hmm. to jog your memory Mm -hmm. and to think about the past or to to and and then to fact check which is interesting because we often don't remember things exactly how they were yeah and so to be able to verify um like with a sibling you know do you remember when blah 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 blah, you're like that never happened like that's a tv show episode you're like oh you're right that was alf we didn't have that (laughs) that alien live with us he didn't eat our cat. No. <laughs> ha! Um, I killed me. <laughs> oh, my God. But when Nickel was here, it was kind of fun to talk about things because I forgot things that he remembered because he's older, too. So yeah, but was, I saw the two of you jogging each other's memory, mm-hmm. and that was interesting. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But, yeah, it, I remember. So I 
almost always brought my own lunch and it'd be a treat. It's so funny. I feel like you always want what you don't have because a lot of my friends whose parents like didn't have their shit together always had to have the hot lunch from school and they'd be like, ugh, chicken a la king. You know, they didn't want it. But as someone whose mom always made my lunch, I'd be like, sometimes I just want a cheeseburger and french fries. My mom's like, you can't eat that garbage every day. You know, you eat your lunch kind of thing. And so when I was in high school, I don't even think in middle school, middle school, Ashley and I would like, because my dad, when he would come home from work, would take the change out of his pockets. That was so, and he'd dump it all on the table. And Nick and I would like scrounge for the change, like, and get what you could. And so I would like keep some change so that Ashley and I could divvy up enough to get our chocolate chip cookie fix on. And, or I'd ask my mom for like, can I have a quarter? You know, anyway, so there was that. But in high school, when I got older than I had a job and everything, then every so often I would buy a ticket and I would, I think I bought like a little roll of tickets and then I could get the hot lunch. And so every, like on Fridays or something, I'd be like, I'm going to get a cheeseburger and French fries. Oh, nice. And I'm going to pay 25 cents extra and I'm going to get the seasoned fries. Oh. And my aunt Roxanne worked in the cafeteria. Ah, And so I'd get to see Roxanne. And it was, it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that was always a treat for me, which is just funny to think that like, you know, people could think the reverse, but I never, I I know a lot of my friends would want to get a, we called them pop, but soda, whatever you want to call it, Coke. They sold that in your school? Yeah. They had uh, water, juice, and soda in a thing. What? They sold soda in your school? Yeah. In in high school, you had all the, they had the machines. Did we, did they have it in my school? I don't think we did. Yeah. Yeah. We had. Oh, that's such a bad idea. You shouldn't have soda in a, in a school. I don't think it was available all the time. Like it was, they'd turn them off between classes. You couldn't like go get it all day, but There's you could get it with lunch. Book that I had read, Fast Food Nation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Did you read I've that? I've heard one? of it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing. It's, um, it's kind of like a modern take on um, The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a modern take, but like it picks up where that book left off. Anyways, it talks about how fast food corporations have kind of woven themselves in the fabric of society and coca-cola i think this was happening in in colorado school systems denver school systems i think i could be wrong i'm gonna malign a large corporation what's the worst that can happen Uh, (laughs) what do you mean they're taking all my stuff (laughs) but no i believe coca-cola got into a pissing match with the school they were giving out grants or something like this um Probably. No strings attached, but strings were attached. And basically they wanted their their vending machines to be closer to the classrooms, not in the cafeteria, but in the hallways. And oh. the, I think there were a that. couple of administrators that were like, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. And so they, they had moved them to the cafeteria area mm-hmm. and the school threatened to remove the grants unless the vending machines were closer to the kids. Wow. And I was like, it's so bad. that. And I'm not saying, listen, not all corporations are bad and, and sometimes a, a co- Coke is nice, you know, whatever. But the predatorial nature of some of these businesses, yeah, the big is really, corporations, yeah, is really wild. You know, like yeah. you need to protect people from. Well, we had uh, in our high school. Was that our doorbell? I think that was the doorbell. But what we were talking about was um, vending machines in schools. Oh yeah. So we, I don't know what it's like now, but as for as much as I can remember, and if my brother, or my cousin, or somebody else remembers more. Just let me know. But we didn't have vending machines until I think middle school. Mm. And even in middle school, it was a very limited type of vending machine. And it was along this wall. When you'd walk into the cafeteria along the wall, there was like, it's where you'd get the cookies. It was any extras. 
fruit cups, things like that. They'd have them out there in these little refrigerator, like they filled them refrigerator things. Not. I wonder if I'm not just not like remembering a, and, it, and it was there. I just, it's been so long. But those weren't ones where you put money into them and then it comes out. It was like you had to pay at the person. There was a person there and like the cafeteria people had filled those with like whatever was offered. Oh, so yeah, like okay. milks and waters and juices and whatever cookies things so that was like the a extras. beverage fridge mm-hmm. if you will yep there are like four of them or so and like a little cart with like probably chips and stuff too so there was that then in high school we had regular vending machines where you put money into them and it comes out but they were only i think there was like one or two in the cafeteria and they were only available during lunch mm-hmm. or like break times other than that it was like shut Meaning like there was like this a they, gate and they they'd locked pull it, it down. Yeah. No one could hang out in the in the cafeteria, right? Like without special permission. Yeah. Like if you're waiting for your mom or something to pick you up or something else going on or, you know. Well, because they clean it and you don't want to have to. Yeah. Well, they fold the tables up. up. Kids. Yeah. Right. They fold them in half and roll them off. I to love the those tables. I don't know why I like them. I know they were, they were fun. And then, but we did have two vending machines, regular vending machines available. I don't know if they were during school or not, but over by the gym because of games so when people come for games we they had hopped on, on the caffeine or well no but if you like let's say there's a basketball game that night oh yeah people that makes come sense. in for like parents and people come in and you would have the concession stand which had like the hot dogs and the popcorn and candies and stuff but then you also had the vending machine but if um i think there's only like one or two vending machines and the calf or the calf the concession stand had better stuff right right and everybody knows you'd prefer to have like a, a pop out of the like a fresh pop versus one in a container everybody knows that everybody. the dice are loaded anyway. everybody knows <laughs> that the good guys lost but that's that's my history with at least within my recollection of vending machines in my life but it was kind of funny to hear my mom talk about my brother and i because when when he was here nick and i just aren't like candy people or s- snack people we just want to like eat, like feed me a full meal. Yeah. And mom was like, yeah, they never really ate junk food. If I just kept them full, they wouldn't like junk That's out. That's how you grew up and tall and you grew up right on those Indiana nights, you know? The, yep. The Washingtonian nights. No, but Nickel did love soda or pop or whatever you want to call it. And therefore had a shitload of cavities when he was younger. Mm. So he has to watch out. <laughs> also, the dentist was like, <laughs> Nickel... Complain sometimes he's like i feel like i got the short end of the stick on some of these gene things like his teeth doesn't have good teeth like it's easy for him to get a cavity whereas with me it's not that easy yeah they fluoridated our water when i was growing up and therefore i have teeth that are Strong tough like as bull. tough as nails yeah but uh also you have fake ones now too so i, I do those are tough hey yeah don't 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 share my secrets oh you don't want them to know <laughs> oh on that note we gotta get going oh, it was bye-bye. nice to see you this week guys uh you know what it's also you uh, played rugby and hockey yeah, and I think bicycling and whatever. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, what's happening in the United States is interesting because the perfect set of teeth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, didn't really start showing up until around the 2000s, then mm-hmm. the late 90s. Because even in uh, television or movies, you would see people with normal teeth. Just that's oh, yeah, like teeth regular were. teeth. Yeah. yeah, these are my teeth. You but know? almost and, everybody that I went to school with had braces or headgear or some kind of something. Yeah. And using crest white strips. Like, like PJ had braces growing like up. That. And yeah, but it, now it's it's a lot like cosmetic dentistry mm-hmm. is a really crazy field. a lucrative field. business. Yeah, yeah, right, right. 
Yeah. I had a patient whose father like made a shitload of money doing that for a while. Wow. Um, but yeah, so to the stars, you know, dentist, dentist to the, to the stars. stars, but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, I've always been, I've never had any cosmetic dentistry done, yeah. but I, I definitely teeth, floss like crazy now, but my teeth are potential. They're like moving. So I may have to get like Invisalign. I think that that is one of the most wonderful companies um, out Invisalign? there. Yeah. Right. What a Imagine cool concept. Imagine if we had to get braces as adults or some shit. Well, just the fact that you can sl- slowly adjust mm-hmm. uh, by getting new trays in every once in a while. Yeah. Joanna did it and Liz mm-hmm. did it. I had a lot of friends no, I've that have done it. I've seen people and it works. Yeah, it does. I-, I think it takes a little longer and it's also a little bit more difficult to address severe like. Um, oh yeah, like bigger issues, but uh, like for. Pe- pegged laterals, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things like that. But nonetheless, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, because braces seem terrible, my friends. Like your lips get so torn oh, up, and PJ like PJ would get like headaches, and it's horrible. Yeah, you know, it was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's pulling is, on your teeth, you know. You know it's, uncom- yeah. it's just uncomfortable. Dentistry of the '80s versus modern dentistry. I know. Big difference. Nick had like headgear, and then he had these rubber bands. So when he'd yawn, like sometimes it'd snap and shoot out across the kitchen or something. I'd be like, "Yeah, whoa, like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like Kramer, whoa. right? It was just too much." Okay, well, okay. Uh, we have to get going. Yes, we have. I have we to have edit things this to podcast do. Yes. And um, because we we leave tomorrow. New York, I'm in a New York state of mind. I'm in a uh, see all the movie stars. Gerbil habit trail state of mind. I'm going to be mm. protected. I'm going to wrap saran wrap around myself so that people don't get oh. their germs oh, on me. Oh, the COVID. I was talking about the editing. I was like, Oh no, just what's happening? You're in a New York state of mind. I'm in a germaphobe oh. mind, state oh. of mind. Well, I mean, it's not like we're. We got to live our lives, man. It's got to be like cautious, but you got to live your life because I I don't want to get it. (laughs) We've made it this far. That's right. I'm coming back from New York without the COVIDs. You heard it here first. That's my pledge to you. I'm going to keep my hands clean. (laughs) As if you can promise that. But you guys be safe. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.